Cinema Swirl! And the nicest herb to have with cheese is chive, because it's episode number 35! <laughs> that was absolutely seamless. That was beautiful. Yeah. Oh, they should make more of them, because I assume the rhymes will only get better as the numbers go higher, you know? How are you doing, Sam? Wait, we've got we got the big one today. This is a big episode, you know what I'm saying? This is the big one. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna land that big one, yeah? Yeah. Are you feeling big? I'm feeling pretty big. I had quite a hefty lunch. Oh, do you have a big lunch? What did you have for your big lunch? You oh, no, a- I didn't realize just say I'm feeling big because I've, you know, I've eaten all the <laughs> tasty lunch. All oh, right. Oh, I see. I understand. Oh, I thought you were having a pop at like you know all the 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 big multinational companies that make sandwiches. You know, big lunch like Big Pharma or Big oh, Tobacco. Yeah, yeah. Like I was gonna go into a rant about Big Lunch and how. Let they me tell you, up. I'm sick and tired of Big Lunch breathing down our necks. Let me tell you. What's your go-to meal deal sandwich? I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't do. I don't do no meal deal sandwich, Sam. I'm, I'm I've evolved to a higher plane of existence than the need for for Ooh, your. I make me own quinoa. <laughs> well, sometimes if I have a lift leftover quinoa, I will make a mixed salad with it, yeah, and some leftover veg, Sam. Right. Um, but that's besides the point, I think. Well, yeah. Uh, all day breakfast for me. So just. Oh, you know. no. Yeah. Like, you're, when you do that, you are literally, you are disrespecting the name of breakfast so much. Because number one, it ain't breakfast, it's lunch. Right. Number two, you're like, ripping breakfast out of its home and just shoving it in. You're literally putting it in a zoo for between two slices of bread for Egypts, for a slack-jawed Egypts to gawp at and go, oh, it's an egg and a sausage. It should be out there free-range on a plate, Sam. It's where they're meant to All be. Right. Okay, here's what I will say. You know that song, Oh, I wish it could be Christmas every day. Right? Yeah. Is that disrespectful to Christmas? No, it's just, it's disrespectful to idiots who haven't thought that through enough. And I thought you were going to say, "Oh, I wish you could have a big breakfast sandwich." Well, that's where every I was going. Day. <laughs> I wish it was breakfast all day, all day, every day. I'm a huge fan of all day breakfast. I love breakfast. Yeah. Why not? Why restrict those great choice ingredients to the morning? Yeah, so there's a difference, so there's a middle ground between, you know, giving them a little bit of free will and mm. then letting them go and go and do whatever they want to out of their comfort zone. You know, that's no good, Sam. Here, let me put it to you this. Do you think there is an inappropriate occasion to eat breakfast? Like, there's a meal coming and it's like, you know what, subtle lads, let's go, we're going to do a breakfast instead. And then it's like, actually, no, this is disrespectful. This is wrong. This feels wrong. Because I'm going to say, like, instead of cutting a wedding cake, if you just dive into a big old bowl of cereal, you've done it wrong. I bet there's been some people who've had, like, cereal at a wedding. That must have happened at least once. Those nice boys who everyone hated. Remember those horrible boys who, they wanted to open a shop that sold cereal and people... Yeah. They they burnt it and they burn it to the ground and then they they kicked shit out of that shop yeah and they killed them they murdered them and then yeah, they no longer dug up, they dug up their corpses and then they poured cereal in their throats and they said it's stop being so quirky you make me feel strange and that taught them a lesson or two yeah. Anyway, that, that was my sandwich preference. Okay, well, that's good. I like that we, we segued from big onto big sandwiches. Big breakfast. Big breakfast. <laughs> we, can, uh, we can talk about the movie Big today, Sam. We're talking about a very, very special one indeed. Mm. We're talking about our first Tom Hanks vehicle, which is very, yeah. very exciting. Uh, are you a fan of Mr. Tom Hanks? Yes, I am a fan of Tom Hanks. I'm a Hanks fan. I'm a Hanks man. You have mentioned before... The Terminal as being one of your faves. Yeah, I genuinely really like The Terminal. I thought The Terminal was great. It's been a while since I've watched it. Any other Tom Hanks 
choice cuts. If you're a Hankhead out there and you want to get your fix, how do you take that medicine? Toy Story, right? Which one, which one is he in He's Toy Woody. Story? Oh, right, yeah. He's Woody. He's the main guy. I thought he was... Uh, I thought he was that one. That was Woody. <laughs> No. Castaway. I've seen Castaway. I like Castaway. Oh, that's great, isn't it? That's a good film. That's a real shame. I'll tell you, the awful shame about that is we will never get the cinema swirl. Like, there's movies you've seen, we'll never get the Mm. cinema swirl episode artwork treatment. I would so want to be Wilson. Like, you, Wilson, or me, Wilson, either one. I would love either of those. Yeah. I mean, I could do it anyway, just for a laugh. <laughs> people think there's rogue episodes out there yeah. that they haven't seen, you know, that the people wouldn't stand for its time. No. Forrest Gump is a, is a proper cinema classic that I have seen a couple of times. Ooh, that's, a, yeah. that's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, I really like that. Do you often subscribe to the theory that life is like a box of Tom Hanks movies? Life is like a box of shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> Life is like a box of legs, and you ain't got no Major Dan. Where they go? Life is like that bubblegum shrimp restaurant that they have in major cities. I don't know who goes in there. Like, what? what is that for? Life is like every prominent figure that baby boomers remember. <laughs> <laughs> So you're a Hank, you're a Hanks yeah, fan, yeah. is easy to say. I've seen quite a few Hanks movies. You've seen quite a few, so it's kind of, it makes sense that, you know, he's, if you had not seen any of those movies, I think they would have been fine earlier episodes of Cinema mm. Swirl. Now, there's a lot of people who have this with, with Tom Hanks, and I was wondering if you could shed your opinions on it. Tom Hanks, and I say this now with kind of looking around, kind of hoping that, you know, this episode is not going to be terribly aged by this. Right. You know, right. But he's, she's right, all right, I'm just going to do a quick check of Twitter first. All right. All right. Tom Hanks, he's he's all a bit, he's all right, isn't he? He's okay. He didn't, he's all right, isn't he? That yeah, I mean, he, he does have a reputation, maybe not a reputation, just oh, like no, a general. Oh no, don't tell me he's no, done something a, as well. Is a he? perception as a good guy? Yeah, that's it. Everyone s- seems to say that. Like it's kind yeah. of like yeah, he's like kind of in the movie where the dad turns out to be a really horrible, scary, abusive monster, and he's like how before you find out the dad, you know, like he's oh he's a respected pillar of the community. Everyone treats him like he's he's their dad, and I, yeah. I worry. Morgan Freeman, Sam. Yeah? Yeah, he's... Yeah, you wouldn't... Morgan Free Hands. Freely Moving Hands. <laughs> Google it. Not actually yeah, that. If no, you, I know. If you, yeah. if you Google Morgan Freely Moving Hands, you'll probably get some sort of a Morgan Spurlock documentary. And he's, he's a bad he's as, one well. as well. Yeah. God and mighty. Yeah. All I'll say, Sam, right, if... He does turn out to be a wrong'un, and mm. I'm pro finding out who, who's a wrong'un. Yeah. But if it turns out that Tom Hanks is a wrong'un, yeah. I am going to go as far as to say that the very concept of stardom is inherently flawed. <laughs> I, <laughs> we need to go back to the drawing board on this, because there can be no tomorrow if that is or today, at any point in the future. There was, I think, some sort of spoof article or click hole or something like that that was like, Tom Hanks revealed as a, and it was just like, really nice bloke. But for a minute, my heart sank. It was generally ah! like, no, not Hanksy. Like, with Hanksy, it's getting to the point that if I see his name trending, I'd actually be hoping that he's died instead of anything else. <laughs> if I saw that, if I saw, well, he's exit through Life's Gift Shop, then yeah. I'd be all right with that. <laughs> I'd be a few, you know, at least the, the basic concept of one of the core elements of our culture yeah. is okay, in that if you're very good at movies and you're all right, we'll like you and give you good money. Well, hopefully by the time this releases, this will all still be relevant and okay. <laughs>
Yeah, it's, episode 35 is going to become like a lost episode already. I can think about it. Like, oh. you know, it, it can definitely happen. No, he's a he's a good guy. I'm going to go on record and say... I'm going to go on record. <laughs> Tom Hanks is a good guy. I'm going to say he's a good guy. I'm going to just throw in a little, little asterisk in there. Just yeah. saying that Kevin can't predict the future, nor does he wish to. But don't be like, don't look back at anger. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you say commentary. <laughs> Body swap movies. Mm. It's a frequent theme in this one. And actually, it's been pointed out to me by a few people that this movie, when it came out, it was one of several body swap movies okay. that year alone that came out. It was right. a big theme of the 80s. Do you know what I mean when I say body swap? As in, someone will become someone else or swap bodies <laughs> yeah. with someone else. Body swap. Bodies. Literally swap bodies. Body swap. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be human. That's true. That in in, in uh, Nine Lives with Kevin Spacey. Oh, I was going to no, mention he's... that. I was going to no, mention that. but he's a wrong and that. Oh, for fuck's yeah. sake. We take one or two little six-month siestas. We came back. The place is wrecked. We just wanted to go to Hollywood. We'll have to cross <laughs> off nine lives off the classics list. And oh, never... damn it, Sam. I know. I'm Fuck. sorry. Another golden classic soiled for yeah. the ages. But, I mean, 13 going on 30. Freaky Friday, both old and new. You mm. know, there's, there's many uh, that have entered in here. Now, this seemed to be a weird thing that the, the establishment in Hollywood at the time thought was like the ultimate child fantasy. Because this is a very successful movie. And it's a very, very successful trope. And mm. it's one that people look back on very, very fondly. Now, I'm not going to preempt what I think might be a major issue with this movie. Okay. Having not seen it since I was a child, mm. but I will ask you, do you know generally what Big is about? I know quite... This, so, the last couple of films we've done, I haven't really known anything about them. So, Warriors and Akira, I haven't really known much about the plot. But Big, I think I have a rough idea of how it goes down. I've absorbed that. So, I think Tom Hanks... He looks in the mirror and he's like, I want to be the biggest there has ever been. And he's gets getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> He starts off as a a small boy, Mm -hmm. and he somehow becomes an adult man, portrayed by Tom Hanks. I don't know if Tom Hanks... (laughs) Sorry, they said an adult man who is then betrayed by Tom (laughs) Hanks and assumes his identity. Yes, I am the child man, all along. Yeah. No, I think he he becomes an adult. Yeah. I don't think he swaps with... I don't think the Tom Hanks character becomes a little boy. (laughs) I think he just kind of... It's actual adult boy. Because that's body horror. That's what his body shock horror. That's, yeah. There's a piano. There's a big, big piano in Big. I know about the piano. How do you know about that? What happens with this big piano? It's, it's one of those ones you can step on. You get dip, 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 dip. Bloop, 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 bloop. I'm on the big piano. I know about that. I've seen that. Have you ever been on a big piano? I haven't been on a big piano. I'd love to go on a big piano. Yeah, do you reckon that's... Why do you think he wants to become big, like? To go on the big piano and press <laughs> maximum notes. <laughs> Come back when you're a big, young boy. Yeah, like, I, can, I can't even do an octave. I need to be bigger. So you reckon he's gonna he's gonna become the boy's gonna become a man. Boy becomes a man quicker than normal. Boy wants to become man. I don't know. Mm. Is it a positive thing for a boy to be man? There's this thing where, as a child, you perceive adulthood as being just a, you can do whatever the fuck you want, and it's great. This great magical world where. You know, you don't have to not do things because you're a little kid. And you kind of want to grow up a lot quicker. And then when you become a grown-up, you realise, ah, I shouldn't have wanted that. I should have been enjoying the freedom of being a small child. That was much better than the freedom, quotation marks, of being a bloody adult in this Thatcher's Britain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, you're, what a time to become an adult. And you idiot, coast through. Be a, 
be a child. I yeah. mean, there's so many issues I have with the, the the basic pretense of that, I guess. But I mean, I think it's a common thing wanting to to be a grown up. Did you? Because that was always presented to me as a kid. It's like, oh man, if only I could be an adult. It's like that's something I think adults put on kids. I want no fucking adult. No, I think I probably I'd probably felt it at some points during my childhood. What that you wanted to be grown up? Yeah. When? Why? I don't know. Just to be taken more seriously. <laughs> And and look at me now. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> this most serious man in podcasting, Sam yeah. Chaplin, like. This worked out well. I think I felt that feeling before that, you know, I, I, I can't think of any specific instances. Maybe I wanted to drop in off a certain massive half pipe, but my <laughs> my body was too little. I thought if I was a big, big grown-up, I could just go straight in and do some sick grinds. And that's what you did. You you got there and you knelt to and prayed to the god of skateboard, Tony yeah. Hawk. And you said, look, mate, if I die before, before I, I wake, wake, could you at least please make me 28? Yeah. Heaven is a half-pipe. Here you are now. Mm. You know, you're, you're all grown up. I am. I mean, I would advise strongly against any child who wants to become Oh, it's a bad up. idea. I'm not, I'm not arguing for a second that it's a good thing. But I, I didn't realise that until I grew up a bit more. For one, you'd be rubbish on podcasts. Remember this thing from when you were kids? No. No. I remember taxes very quickly, though. (laughs) Okay, so we've had a little bit of a chat about about our big adventure we have ahead of us. Mm -hmm. I'm trying not to kind of... I'm trying not to preempt what I think is going to go wrong in this. I think I know what that thing is. I think I think I've heard tell of what this issue is. What do you think it is? I think the small boy who has become an adult has some kind of relations <laughs> nice with a lady, an adult lady. Nice. Yeah, I think that's what happens. And, and I've heard people in, in more recent years keep bringing that up as like, ah, this is not. This feels not good. I've like seen this once or twice, mm. and I, I enjoyed it as a, as a kid. I remember watching and thinking it was it was a right romp. But yeah. I remember specifically as a kid thinking, "What the fuck, are you idiot!" Like this is peak wrestling right now. I'm not growing up. I'm enjoying this. I got my I got my Star Wars here. I mean, they're doing the re-releases. Mm. I'm going to miss episode one. Are you kidding me? Thirty? <laughs> you fucking no way. And I stand you here now, a thirty year old man who says I made the right decision. Those right. are a good 18 years. Mm. And I think this might be one of those movies that, with the benefit of hindsight, might have aged not necessarily particularly well. But I'm open-minded. Okay. Yeah, me too. Tom Hanks, though, eh? You see that lovely, kind smile that he has on the cover? He won't do us any wrong, will he? No. Nah, he's a top bloke, isn't he? Yeah. He's all right. He's yeah, nice. yeah. He's the nicest man in Hollywood. He is. He's all of our dads. But is Dad. he the nicest child in Hollywood? <laughs> well, before we... Well, before we find out, why don't we dip our hanks into the mailbag? Okay. So, we've got a message here, which has come in to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Hey, you're doing the mailbag again. Yeah, I thought it was such a success last time. I didn't go mad with power and get a bit giddy about it. No, not at all. I'm very in control of this situation, and I feel comfortable. Well, you literally were in control of the situation because you were able to edit the audio to give the illusion yes. of control. Uh, he's out of control, folks. He's a madman. Madman. He is. Madmanlin, just going crazy here with the mailbag. Right, <laughs> so we're into the mailbag. A nice message here. It's come through from Stephen Healy, who says, Hi, Kevin and Sam. Thanks for still making the most fun podcast out there. Thank you very much, Stephen. I have a question for you guys. In the future, when you may each have a child of your own, 
brackets Jesus. or already do. <laughs> oh, God, there's no one around here, is there? <laughs> what movie would you consider so significant that you'd force them to see it because it's an important film, even if they're being sick on themselves and they don't normally do that? Besides AI, of course. Oh, man. It could be one we've done in this world or it could be any other films. I think when my, if my kids... Mm. was like 14 or 15 i'd be like 13 or 14 even i'd be like what's the big lebowski and like you know start them on on that you'll you'll enjoy a little bit of that Mm. and you know that's just i i don't want to be though that i hear about this fucking weird shit like you know how people are like forcing their kids you have to appreciate all this star you know what like marvel and disney are really good at getting kids to like the shit that we like already so Mm. i don't think i'd even have to i won't be like oh you like comics they will you know like, like star wars they will like that's you know? your opinion kevin all right I, mean, I don't want my kid having all this hannah montana justin bieber nonsense right i'm gonna raise him right with fight club as soon as they turn eight <laughs> <laughs> i might do like you know to try and replicate me yeah uh, if it if it is like you know similar situations on i feel i've got enough variables under control i might just drop my child in age three for a little burn, you know, a little 10 second of Predator. I just kind of see like, okay, can we make them another Kevin exactly like? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think that's the best approach with children just to treat them as a, a fun experiment. <laughs> <laughs> I disavow all of this question. <laughs> okay. Mad with power. Oh, th- thank you, Stephen. This is your new drug, isn't it? You don't need fucking Pepsi Max anymore. You got mailbag, Max bag more like, am I right? Yeah, right. So we've got another question here. It's come from Noah Leatherland. They're not all your mates, Sam. They're just concerned citizens writing into a podcast. My mate Noah's written in <laughs> and he's saying, hey, Cinema Swirl lads, that's us. Hey, he's a top mate, that guy, huh? He's a top bloody bloke. I'm writing to ask you what your preferred drink container is for your cinema-going experience. I've started to drink from plastic bottles with screw lids to accommodate for my love of Dr. Pepper recently, but I'm not sure how I feel about the lid situation compared to the ease of fountain soda with a straw. Plus, add in mm. your luxury cinemas with your regular glasses, as well as other drinks snuck in, cans, flasks, etc. It's a whole other ball game. What are your thoughts? That's very interesting. I, I do think the, the screw cap mm. on top of a bottle of, of a mineral, or of, of a soda... That would, uh, a soft drink. Yeah. I remember going to a music festival when I was like 14 and all of the bottles of mineral we had, they had to unscrew the caps and just give it to us and go, but it's going to go flat. And they go, yeah, mate. And he held it and he went, but someone's eye could get taken out with this. <laughs> so I think that the, uh, the screw cap <laughs> from a soft drink is actually... Right. I mean, and that was, you know, 16 years later, Sam, I'm no closer to figuring out its deadly secret. I'm just like, woo, you know, kind of, oh, uh, don't want to. It's like an unexploded bomb on the beach. It's kind of like, whoa. You can't shake up a bottle of pop enough that the, the screw cap will come off. It's not like. No, they're saying that the cap on its own, if you open up, you feel that rough texture. I, I always oh, thought you just- that you'd kind of. You pop and you twist. Jab it in someone's you know? eye. It's a very close range. I mean, if someone's going to resort to that, they'll probably murder you with their bare hands anyway. That's yeah. what I thought. But he still wouldn't give me my screw cap back, wow. no matter how much visceral detail I went into. Right. I will say I'm a big fan of the big squeezy sports bottle that actually contains pre-made drinks that's uh very good right and i think i'm on noah's side here in that the i'm just assuming on his side but the the fountain drink mm. i like i'm in a i'm in a pickle time i'm not gonna be these people gonna go hey you're not gonna get me no ice please i'm gonna have a warm flat soda you know 
<laughs> I, yes, I want my ice. Yeah. But I don't want my drink to get watered down over time. I, I basically, when someone asks me if I want a fountain soda, I'm kind of like, I don't want the laws of physics to work the way I know they do. Mm. So I feel like it's an unreasonable agreement for me to get into. I don't know. What do you think? I'm a big fan of the like big gulp style cup with a straw. So you can have a big glug. Yeah. Now, the thing with all of these drinks containers is there's sound downsides to each of them. I think it's about being considerate to other cinema goers. So, so it- you don't want to... Oh, 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 oh. That's the drinking noise. <laughs> you don't want that, that back row. <laughs> Someone's having a bloody big glug there, you freaks. Stop yeah. it. That kind of that slurpy noise that comes from a, a water bottle or a drinks bottle. Like a... Yeah, there's that. You've got the or you've got the straw at the end of an empty drink slurping up the last few bits. <laughs> Yeah, they're all they're, they're all bad sounds. And then you've got you've got these ones as well, haven't you? You've got you know these ones. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, we. I know times were hard, but we shouldn't have been drinking out of whoopee cushions in our uni days. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have any other containers. Hey know? Sam, do you want a whoop of this cider, dear? <laughs> Actually, I think probably the safest way is to just some sort of sponge system that you just soak up all the drink into it and just, you know, squeeze it into your mouth like that. It wouldn't make much noise. I remember hearing someone, I'm not sure the context of which, putting liquor into a hot water bottle, and I don't know why. <laughs> but it, it went in there, and it was for the purposes of stealth. I would be, it would be immoral of me to say it was in the cinema because I can't say for sure. Maybe but I to do get know into that a happened. festival or something like that. That's probably, I think, mm. what it might have been, yeah. yeah. A, a, a nice sack there. So, yeah, Smart. very interesting. I will say, though, until you get to the end, and assumedly, this is what I think they want to get you. They want you to be drinking that straw. Mm. It's a sound, you know, tunnel. I, I just try to make the noise of electricity flowing because that's what it sounds like. You know, just simple in, in through the straw, nice fluid movement. Until you get to the end, it makes a lot of noise. But maybe they want you to get disgusted by the watered-down soda at that point. That you're like, you know what? I'm just going to leave that inferior product to one side now. I'm finished with that. Maybe. Maybe they're trying to... A, a truly silent confectionery drink experience then. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe they've actually maybe. thought it through. Maybe. Maybe we should all just say no to the end of that watery soda, huh? If we can get that campaign trending. Use the hashtag, guys. Hashtag say no to the end of that watery soda. Yeah, it, it's a tight It's a tight 120 characters, <laughs> I think. You can't tweet so. anything else with it. <laughs> no, just that. Maybe a picture of a watery bit of soda at the yeah. end. It could work. Yeah, well, thank you for your, for your questions, guys. If you've got any questions, queries, comments, or other stuff, just be sure to send it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Hey! Well, Sam, we've had some big questions into that big old mailbag, mm. and now it's time to get to grips with some... I haven't been this uneasy in a while. I don't want to be like, yay, we're going to watch a pedophile movie, but I think we might actually accidentally be doing that. Uh, okay. Did you get any looks in the DVD shop? I've not been to the DVD shop this time. I've been stung by my uh, by my past experiences with, with the Warriors, and I'm not I'm not going in there anymore. I think I look stung by a bee, and you're like, not going to go in. <laughs> I've been stung. I can't use my hands anymore. Ah, my I can't face pick it up a... to go in. Yeah, it's yeah. hideous, horrible sting. No, I've, I've learned from my uh, from my horrifying experience of that misprinted DVD, which we gave away in a competition, which is nice. So yeah, next time you try any of that shit, we'll just come up with a creative way to engage with our audience. So fuck yeah. you guys. I don't yeah, need that one pound fifty. Not you guys. You guys are great. Obviously, we were just saying those other guys those specific guys but you guys you guys are great unless that's you're right. those guys which you shouldn't be thinking you're great that's for these guys not you guys alright fucking hell you guys come on yeah are you ready to <laughs> are you ready to get into it Sam I'm 
I'm big ready. Yeah, you're big ready. Well, yeah. let's all make a wish and go do a cinema swirl. And we're back. Big Boy's back after having watched Big. Big movie. Big episode of Cinema Swirl here. Big, or as it's known in Irish, more. <laughs> I'm doubling down on this. I'm telling you, I, I, honestly, for someone who was literally daydreaming mm. during Irish class as a child, I was surprising have retained a lot of crucial information. Uh, more being big mm. and bug being small and brishti. Or trousers. Hold on. Wait, wait, what's small? Bug. Bug. It's a nice word, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just kind of, like, I'm here for you. You're, you're the, the horrible Protestant landlord. And I'm like, I've got some lovely nice Irish words that you could steal, master, if you want. I've got more, and we've got bug as well, if you want. No, I don't believe we'll be taking any of those. Yeah, no no more bugs for me, thanks. I'm all right. <laughs> More, or as it's known in Swedish, store. Uh, so store. Or as it's known in German, gross. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Sam, initial gut reaction to the big film. We're bringing football back home. Yeah. Hey, Alex Ferguson. I liked it. I did like it. It was a good film. Yeah? Yeah. You liked this? Yeah. I, I, you know, I had a good time watching this. I had a good time watching this, despite, like, I had so many reservations peppered in. I was like, I was prepared to think, oh, I'm not going to like this. There's bits of it that we will get to yeah. that, you know, not ideal. No, there's, there's bits in it which are pretty much could be lifted straight onto a how not to be a pedophile, even in a conceptual sense, yeah. training video, which we could Yes. However, overall, taking as a larger piece of media, I had a good time watching it. It was just, you know, it's good, fun. It is. It still holds up as a very, very solid family comedy. Yes. You know, although it might be one of the ones you might want to watch with like an uncle or, or a dad who's likely to fall asleep during it. So you mm. don't ask too many questions. No. Wouldn't put this with any of those young generation Z or the, the younger people. They'd be all, oh, pedophile this and pedophile that, you yeah. know, come on. On. Nothing wrong Back with that. Back in our day. <laughs> Back in our Jesus day. Christ. I like that it took us two minutes 58, and that includes me and you having a chat before we decided to record mm. <laughs> to get to like widespread blanket pedophilia jokes. So, yeah. uh, good honest there. So, this is actually one of very, very few movies that we've done on Cinema Star that's directed by a woman. This is Penny Marshall who directed yes. this. Yeah. It was the first American, I think it's the first movie in the US box office that broke 100 mil, or as we call that, a tall, fat, dirty stack of dimes. Mm. Uh, it's the first one to break that amount, uh, directed by a woman in the US. Oh, so, nice. uh, I think Mean Girls was directed by a woman, but I'm not sure either of our movies that we've done have actually definitely be directed by a woman not that i can remember i'm sure someone will correct us yeah that's it i appreciate when people do that so we meet josh josh Mm. is typical everyday kind of teenager just like you and i were if we were born 13 years earlier you know just kind of normal kid doing normal kid things like melting wizards (laughs) and just trying to get out of that ice cave man we've all been there you know that game looks cool is that a real game or is that some kind of fake game i would hazard a guess that it's 
probably a fake game that's heavily based on real games because them text adventures like, I've never actually played a text adventure like that the whole way Me through either. but I've played a lot of games that have had big homages like big chunks of the gameplay are you know that type of a game like even with mm. no visuals uh, one of the Sam and Max games they did like a whole bit at the end where it was like super virtual reality the final boss of it was you had to do a text adventure but there was no visuals it was literally you just typed in exactly what you wanted to do right uh, so, the, you know, you have to melt the wizard. But melt with what, you know? Yeah, that's something you only learn when you become an adult for a few fucking weeks. <laughs> I rem- where were you? Like, do you remember where you were when you kind of figured out, ah, now, that's how I melt that pesky old wizard. I was 26, I was. Um, yeah. I finally figured it out. I thought, oh, uh, thermal um, thing. Thermal, what is it? Thermal thing. Would thermos, you look at thermos flask. As if Pusher you, you would melt some, in his mouth. He took some tea on the wizard, and he, he gets all melty. You know what I would say, just mm. broadly speaking? I'd save the hot tea for myself if I'm in that cold environment. Why do you yeah. think all those ice wars died of? Exposure. Easy, you know? So, he's obviously an idiot, Sam, is what you the You say that as a worldly wise adult man. That's true, and this is great watching this, because I'm exactly 30 now. Mm. Which means that I'm a great point of reference, I believe. I think I'm very qualified now. Yeah. That I'm 30. It's actually good that I'm 30 because I can talk about this movie with a, an interesting yeah. perspective. I've got perspective still. As long as you feel that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Know, as long as you feel that I feel that. You feel me? <laughs> it's okay, right? It's all right. So he lives the typical teenhood lifestyle. I'm talking mm. about chores. Gotta take out that smelly old trash. Ugh. Talking about bikes. You gotta ride that smelly old bike. Gotta <laughs> swing that smelly old baseball bat. Talk about a stress-filled environment. One thing I noticed during this kind of montage of he's a teen boy having a teen time was the music is proper 80s family film. Like, Oh, yeah. It's full on, like... Don't eat money, don't eat film, <laughs> don't eat great camera, I ain't now, it's the power of big, 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 big. I think we've talked a bit about films with great soundtracks that we've had the pleasure of reviewing. Mm-hmm. I was not blown away by the soundtrack of this film. I, it feels very kind of average. It, it feels exactly of its time. It does, like, in many ways, this movie is kind of like, I accept its status as a classic. However, mm. I would counter that a lot of it is quite kind of almost run-of-the-mill. Like, the soundtrack is quite run-of-the-mill. You know, it's, it's kind of, it's very much like Hollywood turned a big wheel and an yeah. acceptable family comedy came out. Like, not that there's anything not wrong bad. with that. No, not, not bad. bad. Passable. Serviceable. Chopsticks shouldn't be the biggest banger on your soundtrack. But it is a fucking banger, isn't it? It is. It's a fucking yeah. stone-cold Bobby Dazzler, mate. Mm. I'm telling you, it is. But like, I think it's kind of interesting, like, with this movie, you've got... I said, you know, there's a lot of, like, body shock movies came out at the same time. Mm. That same year, there were two other body shot movies that were released there was 18 again and there was vice versa and the year before we had like father like son so within 12 months of this movie there were three other american body swap movies so it's, it's a popular genre I, what was it about is that like the first time anyone thought of this and it, it was like a gold rush everyone's going down Everyone like fucking jumped on board with the shit we can it, I don't know. It's a couple of old producers playing a banjo. What are you guys going? Oh, we're heading down California way. There's a whole mess of body shock comedies coming out and all the young stars are aligning for us. Because it's not like there's any 
specific technological advance that would facilitate this plotline being able to exist. It's not like they no. have to do some split screen stuff or some CGI stuff. It's literally or just even... you cast an adult as a child or you just make them play the other person. Yeah, like it's not even like, oh, they've gotten like a... Because I think a lot of the times with the body flip movie genre mm. is they're, they're very obsessed with getting the young talent over and getting the, the little kiddie who's in there. It's like, this kid's got some fucking chops. Like, they're going to be a star. And that's why you yeah. got, you know, like, you're, you're Lindsay Lohan's and Freaky Fridays and whatnot where the emphasis is, is quite her. Whereas this kid who plays Josh, he's still kicking around doing some acting, like, you know. But it was very much like, get out of here, Josh. You can be good. Let's get Tom Hanks, please. You know what? I do like that about it, that it's more of a body borrow rather than swap. You know, it it's, is. it's a one-way transaction. It's all about that Hank's body. Is it's all what about it is. Hank's. Yeah, we're, we're getting to Hank's straight away. We like, don't get know? little Josh with big Hank's in him. That no. sounds terrible. That, that's an awful, awful stuff. <laughs> yeah, we don't get that thing. But we do. We just get pure, pure Hank's. And you know what? We got some great supporting characters and great yeah, actors yeah. in this. Don't get me wrong. But I think it goes without saying, like, what we're getting into it here, that Tom Hanks is the fucking, like, he is, this is why this movie is fondly remembered. He knocks this shit out of the park. It's <sighs> phenomenal acting. It's, yeah, he's, he's great. You know what? It feels like after this, you did such a good job. It's like, do you want to be the acceptable face of A-list Hollywood for mm, the rest of your life? Yes, please. Sure thing. Yeah. Give me them gumps. You know what, Tom? You've earned it. He did. He did a very good job, you know? He's like the kid who did really well in his first big project. It's like, you know what? You'll just do special work from now on that I'll just give you. And don't worry about this other shite that the others are doing, all right? You get on with the special project that's just for you. Yeah? Mm. And then you can make uh, Band of Brothers and your son can be in it as well, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so he's totally got the hearts for Cynthia, who I remember when I watched as a kid, like, oh yeah, Cynthia, she's a she's a big character. No, never No. No and there's no like kind of oh now that I have the benefit of a month of man that I can get the big client in Cynthia to land her for my date business. No. Doesn't really come back to her, does it? No, we, we introduced to Billy, his uh, little dirtbag friend. Yeah. Who immediately, you know, I, I'll be honest, Sam, I was on tender hooks in this movie. I was mm. very, very like, that's wrong. <laughs> or, you know, that that's that's wrong. Or he's a wrong one. And when Billy went, oh, Cynthia, can you imagine how lucky her brother is? Like, how did he get uh, such a hot, hot sister? Yeah. Now, I, no, I don't now, know. Sam, now, okay. all I'll say is, yeah. now, now, mm, isn't it, well, Billy, now, they sing the Triscuit song. They do sing the Triscuit song, it's, it's a little rap, isn't it, almost. Triscuits and gravy, maybe a no, man, I want a Triscuit. Eating a biscuit, I don't know all the words to the Triscuit and Biscuit. Wait a minute, these aren't, that's right son, I got you Triscuits, Grab a pack of Triscuits now. Don't be a lame kid. Do you know any of the Triscuit song? Like the full, the. I don't know any of it. I can't. I thought it might be fun to try and recite it, but I only remember the word Triscuit and the word biscuit. Yeah, honestly, I I don't even know what a Triscuit is, Sam. So. I don't even know what a biscuit is. Yeah. That's more your problem than Biscuits mine, you know. For breakfast. Well like Triscuit, right? Oh and okay, now biscuit for breakfast I understand. That's the American biscuit, which is like a, a buttery scone type or I'll say it in Protestant, a buttery scone type uh, of uh, thing. It's okay, it's alright. And we can have some yogurt with that so we can <laughs> But um, and I thought about this for a second, right? Triscuit, try implying three. A three pronged 
Biscuit. Biscuit. Now, biscuit, oh. by, it's got two ends in it, like one side and the other. So, biscuit, a monoskit <laughs> would be some sort of, I don't know, <laughs> hypothetical. <laughs> like, it's an Oreo, it's technically, it's not a biscuit, it's a monoskit because yeah. it's only one side because it's a circle. Right, yeah, yeah. Oval biscuits as well could be monoskits. Monoskits. Yeah. Biscuits. Triscuits. Quadskits. Quadriscuits. Someone say me some sepsits already. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> no, you don't you don't want to have sepsits, mate. <laughs> that sounds oh. bad for you. <laughs> I want some nonoskits, but uh I guess I just have three packs of triskits. It's okay, ma'am. I know you didn't get the right brand, it's okay. Does this movie mm. and every movie of its time and every would-be TV show masquerading as anything other than just a collection of scenes from movies of this time yeah. misrepresent the use of walkie-talkies? Or is it just some sort of like cool walkie-talkie fucking club gang that I never got to take part in that didn't happen in Ireland for some fucking reason. I did the treehouse. I fucking played pretend. I did all this shit mm. that you did as a kid. And I got walkie-talkies, but it's like, hey, I'll have a walkie-talkie and you can be 15 feet away and also use a walkie-talkie. What's this bedroom nonsense? Who are they, Nokia? This is absurd. <laughs> it's very convenient that, that Billy lives next door to Josh here. They're within range. Their they rooms do four-way are... calls in some of these movies, Sam. Yeah, it's 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 bollocks, isn't it? I can't even do that on an actual phone. <laughs> How do you do that with a walkie-talkie when you're nine or whatever the fuck? Uh, you know who this is, Sam. You know who this is. What? No, I'm no. You, you can try and stop me. It's big walkie-talkie who are calling the shots again, pumping the fucking movie and the the Hollywood bullshit factory. Yeah, churning out the lies for maybe big walkie-talkie because they do really sell the idea of walkie-talkies in a lot of films. They loads. And when you're a kid, you really fucking want a walkie-talkie because you're like, I can just talk to my friends wherever they are, and that's yeah, not and how for it works. you and me. That would have been ten years later, and the technology. Did not come on. Yeah, unless it was like the dot-com industry where walkie-talkies just collapsed in like the <laughs> mid to late 90s and you and I were like, oh, there's no walkie-talkies that work anymore. But it was really going for it in the in the late 80s. I feel like at some point you bought me a walkie-talkie or I bought you a walkie-talkie or we had some kind of walkie-talkie yeah. thing. And they didn't work. They didn't fucking work, did they? No. No. You know what we should have gotten? We should have gotten a two cans of pepsi max with some string would have worked wonders compared to those fucking walkie talkies would have gotten us that sponsorship as well like don't, been, oh, don't don't mention don't mention what that innovative <laughs> mace oriented use of our product that you've come <laughs> up with guys <laughs> So, it's the 80s, so you gotta go with your parents to the carnival. And, yeah. like, you know, Josh is a bit of a wimp here. He's too scared to go on some of the rides, or at least his parents reckon he's too scared. And he gets wimpy on the, the big strong machine, you know? I was gonna say, there's actual evidence that he's a wimp based on his level of strength. He hits it, wimpy, a big bloke comes up next. Ding, 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 ding. So, Josh is a little dweeby wimp. Shouldn't they go to the... Because he gets turned away from a big boy ride. It's like, it's not a big boy ride. It's like a sledgehammer for a a man or a full-grown woman, like an adult, to to swing that thing. You can't be like... You know what that is? It's the old. Be kind of like, let's keep the young down and have him with a pop at this. and be Oh, look, you're weak. You'll never overthrow us. Yeah, I mean, with that in mind, I'd be much stronger than that wimpy little kid. So, I'm happy for that sort of thing to exist. So, I can feel better than... A little 
dweeb boy. As long as you and I, self-confidence-wise, are riding a wave that's slightly above a 13-year-old child, I think we'll be all right, like. Have you ever done one of those hammer strength test things? No, I've done a big bop punch one. I've never done any of those kind of things, because I was always petrified that, like, I'm not going to be strong, so I'm just not going to do it, and then there won't be evidence that I'm weak. Well, Sam, you're kind of the rookie approach to yeah. day at the fair, right? What you do is you go and you do the gun alley first, and you win the big cuddly toy, so you've literally nothing left to prove. Right. So it's kind of like you do it, oh, lap of honour. You don't do it. It's like, well, he had the big cuddly toy, so, you know, he's more of a marksman than a yeah, brute, yeah. you know? He's, a, he's an archer, this one. They got sick dino hats. Mm. I think I'd go to any fair that offered a free dinosaur hat. Yeah, I'd love a dino hat. Fucking beautiful. Yeah. So he, he's told that he's too short to ride the, the big ride. And you know what? He's only been in the movie for around about 10 minutes. And I feel the straw that broke the camel's back was very, very quick. Like straight away, he's like, that's it. Magic. I'm going to well, the dark arts. The thing is, he also pushed to the front of the queue, well, to the middle of the queue to try and be next to Cynthia, mm. to have a chat with her and then go on the big scary ride on his own. Right? And she was like, oh, you're here on your own? Because that's cool when you're a child, being on yeah, your own. Yeah, being and a lone wolf. He's like, yeah, I'm on my own. And then his bloody dorky parents like, hi, hi Josh, taking a fun photo. That's embarrassing enough. And then he gets told he's too small. I'd also by a, by a chicken as well. Literally, a chicken is like, sorry, buddy. Cynthia at one point is like, oh, this is Darren. This big fucking like big lad comes up. Yeah, he's but, like, oh, he can he drive. Drives. Alright. This is Darren. He's got a fucking mortgage and three kids. So if we add up all this level of embarrassment here, there's the Darren factor. There's the mum and dad factor. There's the too short for the ride factor. We've got a tri-factor here. Are you telling me we've got a tri-factor of factors? We've got a tri-factor of factor triscuits. And you know what? Three straws are enough to break this camel's back, alright? I th- I think he's, you know, justified in being upset about being a little kid. I can't say I relate. No? No, because he, go- he-, he goes off, he finds my main man's altar, mm. and he says the-, the famous line, he says, I wish I were big, so I do, he says. <laughs> and uh, he gets a nice little calling card from him saying, oh, your wish is granted. Now, obviously, Zoltar is a demonic force. And I really wish that the movie went a little bit more into the canon of Zoltar. Yeah. Uh, what type of a demon is he? Is he a blood demon? Is he an agent of chaos? Uh, what type of demon is Zoltar who preys on little boys like this? He's a plot device demon. <laughs> who furthers what would be a difficult bit of the plot to explain otherwise. How would you reckon, if you were up to it, it's like, right, Sam, got a classic body shock drama scenario here, where we were, or a family comedy even, where we're setting up a similar, like, kid becomes man, yeah. boy, be- boys to men, you know, that type of a scenario that we got going on. Boys to men, obviously, very heavily influenced by the, this movie's <laughs> film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how, what would be your plot device, assuming that Zoltar and all haunted carnival rides are off limits right so my child character would fall into a grown-up lake <laughs> a vat of grown-up acid like. and re-emerge as a grown-up out of the grown-up lake what would the grown-up lake look like just really like gray and <laughs> it would be like lukewarm water 
and the that beast. actually sounds if it's lukewarm water that'd be quite nice yeah quite nice actually mm. although it's not bad being a grown-up at sometimes you do get to go to as many ball games as you want yeah yeah you do i think what josh should have said here was just i wish i was specifically tall enough to ride on that ride i wish i was a little bit taller Zoltar. i wish i was a baller i wish i had a girl with a phone <laughs> i would call her and Zoltar's like man i got a storage uh, you like to be Tom Hanks, you naughty little boy, eh? Go on. Go on, sunshine. That's what I'd do. I'd have a, a, a very aggressive cockney man be like, you want to be a big boy, sunshine? Come on, <laughs> eh? And he's got, like, the body of Tom Hanks. Like, you want to be in there, eh? Come on, mate. Yeah, get in there. Get your soul in there. And just then he hold, does. Just yeah. holding up a limp Tom Hanks body. Yeah, exactly. We've all got plot devices, Penny Marshall. Okay, mm. some of us are just a little bit more aggressive in our use of them than others. Do you know this movie was originally written by Steven Spielberg's sister? Oh. Anne Spielberg. And apparently it was originally written, Anne Spielberg wrote it with the idea that Steven Spielberg would direct it. And can you guess... Who he was going to cast as big boy Josh, who we're just about to see. Um, Think hard back to the one or two Spielberg movies we've watched. <laughs> um, oh, God. My heart just wants to say Arnold Schwarzenegger because it's funny. <laughs> That'd be the best movie ever. <laughs> Has he done a, a body swap movie, Arnie? Kind, I mean, Junior, technically. I mean, he, right. he gets pregnant, so it's like his body is That's, shocked in yeah. a different scenario. I don't know. Who, who was he going to cast? Harrison Ford. Oh, of course. Of course Harrison he was going to cast Ford. Harrison. And then, yeah, they, they turned it down for whatever reason. They couldn't do it. And they asked Tom Hanks, and he said no. And then a whole slew of other people were originally attached to this movie. Mm. So there was Sean Penn was meant to be in it at one point, but he okay. was deemed to be too young looking. He looked like too much like a boy man and not a man boy. Uh, Gary Busey auditioned <laughs> for it. And apparently the producers were not confident enough in Mr. Busey's ability to play an adult. Were they not? Okay. No, they weren't. They wasn't uh. what the role called for. And then it was going to be big match De Niro, Robbie De Niro. Okay? okay. But of course, Robbie De Niro, what does he want? His namesake. He wanted a mucho De Niro. It was six mil for a sweet Bobby D. Right. And they said, that's just too much money. So he, like, he was literally going to do it because he wanted to be in a family-friendly movie. He said no. He walked away. And then Tom Hanks went, oh, well, if sweet Bobby D says not for me, then surely it'll be uh, the thank to get Tom <laughs> Hank. T Hanks. He did. He did it then. He 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 went back into the supplicant door and they're like, oh. "Yeah, I'll do it. I'll 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 be a I'll be the man." Well, I'm boy. glad that worked out because I'm, I'm glad he's in it. You wake up straight in the morning and you get like one of the most iconic and best scenes in the movie, mm. which is Tom Hanks in his little. He's in <laughs> in a child's underwear. <laughs> yes, running around looking at his dick. And yep. <laughs> it's just good, clean fun. Yeah, it's just a, his big legs stick out from the top of the bunk beds. That's funny. None of his clothes fit, apart from his pants, which is good. Yes, yeah, good stretchy material, Ooh, those boys. Glad, huh? glad they fit. Yeah, he checks out the dick. He's presumably like, oh, I've got an adult's dick now. Great. Like, I don't know. 
like he doesn't have time to react to that. Yeah, he just kind of that's the thing I have him. to deal with, and the mum shouting at him. So it's kind of like you know what, I'm gonna deal with all this later. But it's a good thing, isn't it? He he gets all of his clothes, he zips out without the parents even noticing that he's gone, and it's a good thing that he gets on the bike. And it's a very good thing because riding a bike is pretty much like riding the train. You never forget how to do it, uh, <laughs> no. no matter how old you may be. Now during this scene where he's kind of running around trying on clothes, trying to uh, avoid his mum uh, and get away with just being a grown-up all of a fucking sudden. There's some very jaunty music, right? <laughs> Seinfeld acid trip is how we describe the music here. kind of thing. Now, if you put some quite scary, tense music on this, I think that would also fit the scene. Yeah, you, you could definitely make this movie a horror movie, unquestionably. This scene is played a bit for yucks, but also, if you think about what's happening in that child's brain, that's terrifying to actually wake up and be an adult man and try and yeah. work out what the fuck you do now. There's sometimes people get the thing where they literally feel like they want to like tear off their skin and escape from their body. Like they yeah. feel like their body's not even theirs. It's not not a very nice thing. How am I going to explain this bit? You know, it's it's a very it's very much played for the 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 wax and whatnot. But I mean, I guess it's. It, it is a, it's a family comedy, isn't it? And at least they didn't go with the original idea where they wanted to turn him into a fully grown adult woman. That was something that they wanted to do. Yeah. And they reckoned, no, let's not do that because the director said it would be a bit of like a bit playboy hustler fantasy-esque. Yes, I can see how that could, yeah, no. L- lads, we're already in the muddiest fucking waters possible. Yeah. Get away with that bucket of mud. Now, when I was saying about how this shouldn't be played for yucks, it can be. And he goes to his dad's room, gets some clothes from his dad, I think. And he puts on a giant's hoodie. Oh, I didn't get that. It's good, isn't it? Because he's big. Well, I support the Toronto bigs, and I would have figured <laughs> that he would have went with those lads. But whatever. Giants. You know, they, they can't play the ball. They can't play it, Sam. You no. know? They can't even pick it up. He heads off to where the fair was, right? The litter! Did you see it? The amount of litter. Disgrace. Oh, my God. Yeah. But the fair, fair ain't there. Yeah, the fair. No, no mare. It's not It's not fair as the fair ain't there. Zoltar has hitched a ride. See you later. Bye. Zoltar's bit the dust. Mm. And then he goes back to try and explain to his mom. But she's like, ah, you're a home invader. Which is yeah. the worst crime. Like, so I'm going to threaten you with a knife. I'm very glad that that happened because I for some reason thought that there was going to be a scene where it's like she saw him in his underpants and she's like well hello you know <laughs> well, hello. In- invading my home are you you know i'm gonna have sex with my son what do you think about that hollywood like yeah i'm glad i'm glad that didn't happen he does chuck in some like specific knowledge about himself that oh. only he would no, but his mum is still like, no, th- that's not my son. The movie makes it abundantly clear that this is not about the parents and their trauma. This is very much like when Kevin got left behind in the ball mm. pit in one of those Thunder Zone type places. This isn't about the parents and their obvious massive worry. This is about Kevin getting some solid ball time right here, okay? This is, mm. this is a fun adventure is what it is. Don't worry about the tears of the grown adults that are flowing like wine. Yeah, we do get minimum mum time in this film, don't we? We don't get much of her being like, where's my son? She's been a bunch of things. I, I recognise her from a load of movies yeah. at the time. Like She's fabulous and she's barely an odd. The dad doesn't seem to give much of a shit. Like, I don't remember seeing the dad. 
<laughs> no, he's kind of gone. I was wondering if it was like kind of a George McFly situation yeah. going on here. Billy gets a trial by fire. It's like, prove yourself worthy of being friends with a man boy. He makes him cry. And how does he win the trust? Simple, mate. Triscuits. Triscuits. Biscuits. Done. If you had to do that, you would have been screwed. Your child friend wouldn't have saved you. I'd have been like, uh, dub, dub, Triscuit and a biscuit. I'm going to... Uh, uh, no, that's so true. And I'm the oldest. You teach me, and I'll teach you. I'm a silly boy. Please help me. <laughs> Billy tells him he looks terrible, which is quite funny. He does. He looks pretty rubbish. For he doesn't look terrible. He looks like Hollywood actor Tom Hanks. Yeah, but if you're 13 and you're looking like Hollywood actor Tom Hanks, that's that's a rubbish 13 year old, right? There. Oh yeah, no. For a 13 year old, that's not good. There's a word we have. He's been left in too long. Is what's happened. He's overdone. <laughs> This one. <laughs> right. So they decide to abandon his family. Uh, yeah, at this point, this is an amazing piece of plot here. Billy's like, well, we just need to go to New York now. Just need to go to the big city. That's where problems get solved in the big smoke. But why, Billy? Why? Well, we'll be able to find Zoltar in New York. Okay, off we go to New York. Billy's a bit of a dodgy customer, isn't he? He gets his dad, like, his dad's credit card in his wallet, and I think he just, I think he's using this man boy for his, his own his sinister and nefarious <laughs> ends, for his, his crimes. And you know what? They go to New York, and it starts off, it's all like, bah, bah, bananas, big apple, start spreading the apples. Yeah. And then it becomes warriors, and then very quickly after that, it becomes the dark period in New York in the 70s the warriors is based off of. <laughs> so, John- Josh is walking around, adult man Tom Hanks Josh, with little child Billy here. And there's some prostitutes, like, propositioning Josh while he's with an actual child. I just, it seems like they're trying to load a lot of, like, this bit of New York is quite scary into one go. Because it's like, homeless guy asking for change, prostitutes being like, hey, you want to have some good time? Shit hotel. It's like, oh, we're in... We're in New York here. We're in a tiny bit of New York. And when they're in that shit hotel, which is, I think, the almost definitely the exact hotel from the Blues Brothers. Yeah. Uh, when they go in, like, he's there. He's this very suspicious-looking man with a little boy. And a guy walks past and gives him a look as in, another pedophile? Like, you know, he gives him that kind of knowing, like, oh, you too, God. And I found that deeply upsetting. And also very indicative of the obvious feelings that the director and producers had about the city of New York at the time. Yeah, it, no one really seems too suspicious of this situation. I mean, it could, it, like, it could be that, like, hey, this guy's here with his kid. <laughs> but they're checking He's here with his kid, let's proposition him, like, you know, come on. Dump of a hotel. I will say, the whole time, though, and I'm, I think it's right that we take a few moments now and then to appreciate him, right? Mm. But Tom Hanks, like... How is he? How is he this good? Because like he's talking like a kid talked at that time. Like when he was a kid, in like I don't know when it was the fifties or sixties, whenever kids didn't talk like that. Mm. They didn't have that like an uh, uh, uh. they didn't have that kind of vibe to them. And he's so fucking good. Yeah. In that, I actually think there's a small part of me that believes that Tom Hanks. Like this is all actually real. What happened here? This right, is yeah, how. Yeah. Can you name a Tom Hanks movie before Big? No, no, you can't. And that's why he's the only one in Hollywood that everyone trusts because he's actually just a young boy. He's got nothing to hide in a grown man's body. Are we saying that there was no Tom Hanks before this? Well, prove me, prove me wrong. I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to look it up. Like I'm, I'm doing a podcast, but as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. The alternative facts speak for themselves. Yeah. When they go to this hotel, it's $17.50 for a night. I mean, reasonable. is this a travel lodge? Because that's some um, pretty sweet value. It is 1988. Oh, yeah, that'll be it. 
That'll be it. You know, be so. Inflation, will it? Hanks is acting here, as you say. It's fantastic. The bit Fabulous. where he's like left in a scary hotel room in a big city on his own. His friend's got to go. He sells that childlike fear and mm. worry and just being left on your own in an unknown situation, not knowing what to do and being just shit scared. He nails it. It's perfect. It, that is a child. It's like... That, like literally that exact scene there. And it's so powerful. And it's like, you know what? Straight away I saw that. I was like, yeah, I've been there. There was like a time where I really thought I would never beat the Elite Four. Like ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then like there was one time i did and then this other the gary comes back again yeah like what what do you what more do you want i'm 13 boom the tears the clutch in the pillow the sleep cry we've all been there it's genuinely upsetting isn't it so very this. genuinely upsetting yeah so they search for zoltar they're very very good kids like they know this shit like they're really thorough they know what to fucking do billy is quite good with his organization here he's like okay we're gonna go to all the arcades we're gonna go to all the fairs we're gonna go to some offices that will know where the fairs are like how do they fucking know this there was no google back then these kids just fucking know what they're doing i'm impressed i think the, the modern version of this would be just the person staring at their penis for like the next six weeks <laughs> and then like you know eventually becoming homeless or something upsetting like that but yeah these kids got figured out you know yeah. except when well, no, i said they got figured out except for the concept of time because josh goes oh man i'm gonna be 30 the rest of my life no that's the terrible thing about getting 30 you won't be you'll be 31 and then older than that like if i was gonna be 30 the rest of my life i'd be like yeah yeah. If that was the Zoltar swipe, it's like, you know what? You can miss ages 12 to, to 30, but you're going to be 30 the rest of your life. I'd actually consider that. Yeah, we don't know how the Zoltar curse or gift or wish works. If Josh had stayed big for years, we don't know if he would have aged. He might have oh, just remained... Man. 30-year-old Tom Hanks for the rest of his existence. Can you imagine the awards he would have won if he was peak Hanks the whole time? Like? The whole, whole time, for the rest of his life. Yes, you, you, you're not going to get powerhouse performances in Captain Phillips, but <laughs> other people could have stepped up to the place. <laughs> oh, if Tom Hanks had just stayed... <laughs> If actual Tom Hanks had stayed 30. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, You know what? I thought that um, the Tom Hanks in this was... He looked a bit younger than 30 to me. He always had that boyish charm, yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't know. It's mm. hard to tell with Hanks. He's kind of... He's one of those guys that he just kind of... He slipped into being an older man like a nice pair of slippers. Like, he mm. just... It's like, yeah, consistency. You still look exactly the same. You look great for your age, but also I accept your age. I'm not like, you're not, you know, 60-something. Yeah, you are. But that's a great-looking 60-year-old there. Good job, mate. Good job. Yeah, but you look... Like, a 30-year-old man and a 60-year-old man's body is what it is. <laughs> There's something to Zoltar's curse. Why don't they reveal any more of it? Because they don't want Tom's secrets to come out into the open. You know, that's why. Mm. Go on a job search and get yourself an interview lined up at Macmillan Toys. The fact that their solution to this is like, get a job. Yeah, you gotta wait six weeks to get the, the paperwork. What so. are we gonna do in the meantime? We'll get a job. Like, th- these kids are like quite smart. But also stupid. They're smarter than most of the adults I know. Like, I need to find somewhere to live and get a job. It's definitely like, that's that's something that a lot of people in their 20s do struggle with. Yeah. It's good, good, good on you, fucking. You, the work ethic of this child. I feel like I've done a lot worse <laughs> than Josh did in about six weeks. Like, he's nailed adulthood while being a 13-year-old boy for a few weeks. 
Yeah, like jo- Josh and Billy are going to be pretty much like big wheels when they're proper adults. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? I would I would reckon they would be. Mm. So they lie on the application a little bit to kind of, they juice it up a little bit. They duke the stats on the CV. What is the biggest lie you've ever told on your curriculum vitae? That I'm a confidence communicator. <laughs> I'm a confident communicator and I'm confident and communicative yes I think anything where I've just sort of said that I do well in pressured situations or that I work well in a team or anything <laughs> like that like the actual <laughs> stuff about jobs I've done I've never really lied about but stuff yeah. where it's like personal qualities I'm like bullshitting the whole time I fucked up a job interview once so bad like it was a sh- I swear I thought it was a shoe in the job it was like yeah. the first jobs I applied for after I got my like my masters and it was going okay the interview and I was pretty damn well qualified for it mm. and then it was one of those three out of one interviews and they go what's your biggest weakness and I was like yeah I got this one sorted I'm not gonna like lie about it I go I'm quite stubborn and straight away the rooms went excuse me like the oh. temperature dropped and like you're stubborn i go yeah in that i will you know i'll fight my corner and that i'll um, oh, you know God. if i'm wrong about something i won't admit that i'm wrong unless someone really can prove me i'm pretty kevin under weaknesses you put asthma like it was good <laughs> so they get the job immediately he's great at this yeah i've written in my notes he gets the job uh, like exclamation mark question mark exclamation mark question mark because he's wearing his little cobbled together suit mm. the boss is talking to him about like computers Washington. and such yeah did you pledge every morning because of the pledge Wait. of allegiance another solid gag but yeah he gets the job he gets a job based on a cv of lies a social security number that doesn't work i mean a lot of this film put under real scrutiny from someone like me falls to pieces here it does and i think it's them out of touch hollywood elites who think why don't you just walk in off the street and just lie and you'll get a job like at a top company maybe in hollywood that sort of shit flies we're not in the real world of toy companies right Holy shit are you saying in hollywood they don't check references no oh mate let's move to hollywood charisma character charisma chutzpah trisket spunk spunk yeah all those qualities all those qualities so the company he's working for is is mcmillan toys which Mm. owns uh, fao schwartz which is a legitimate toy shop in new york and it's a fabulous place mcmillan i'm not sure about mcmillan but fao schwartz definitely is real right yeah because i've been there it's like i felt like a kid in a toy store and i was an adult (laughs) at the time so that was like job well done guys Mm. but all these top toy executives they're out of touch and rob logan is like oh these guys they don't know how to make toys anymore where the (laughs) fucking toys were when i was a kid you're gonna tell me that you don't know what toys are gonna sell in my fucking toy shop it's very good a lot of sopranos alum in this movie Mm. james is the the dirty cop that kills himself he is yeah i recognize him for that he's also the dad from home alone isn't he he is yes yeah yeah what a career like he had he plays all the not quite wrong enough to be a wrongin but just not a good person. Yeah. Josh rings his mum and essentially does a kidnap phone call to kind of calm her down. He's like, your son is okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're just, you know, uh, going to keep him for like, I don't know, a month. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah. Can you sing me a song? And she starts crying. And uh... Yeah, it's really weird. Like, 
he's just ringing in to say that he's okay. He has to pretend to be a kidnapper to do it. You know what he should have done, Sam? The one ring. That's what he should have done. Just <laughs> one ring. It's all just all he should have done. She would have known he's okay then. When you think about it, it's really bleak, isn't it? It's, it's very really sad. Really sad. It's a weird phone call to have to make as a again, as a child to process this and to think about this and to plan this whole like I've got to pretend to be someone who's looking after me because my mum won't I can't convince my mum that I am me. So I have to talk about myself in the third. It's just like, it's a lot of pressure for him. Yeah, and where are the police? Like, I was I was meant to go off with the police and go, no, I'm pretty sure there is something with the cops at some point. But there isn't. Why didn't they track the call? <laughs> Trace the call I, to the fucking toy factory or whatever. Yeah, like he's, not, he's not that hard to find, you know? Come on. But then they'd find adult Josh. And they'd be like, where's the kid? And they'd be like, well, I am the kid. And they're like, no, 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 you're not answering the question properly. Where's the child? And it would just, I don't know what you'd do then as a police officer. Sam, it's fucking pussyfooting around like this is why Zoltar is out on the street. And he's not by, he's in the wind, Sam. Zoltar is in the wind at the moment and he's not gonna get found. I think if I was the police, I'd just come to that office and arrest John Lovitz's character. (laughs) For telling him not to work hard. Yeah, and being like, that woman over there will have her legs around you so fast and so tight that we beg it for mercy. And again, Josh does his little, well, I'll stay away from her then. He's a child, he doesn't understand. Hey, it's a fun joke. But it yeah, was fun. quite funny in a way. It's, it's the funniest joke about a child not getting like a sex thing that's been yeah. like, really put in his, like, hey, a sex thing. I don't know. It's good, it's been <laughs> fun. He goes to FAO Schwartz. Mm. For the attention of Schwartz, you're line of hair dye is apparently very good quality. Gets good ratings on Amazon. Hmm. So that's uh, that's my F.A.O. Schwartz joke. Thank you very much. <laughs> he meets the boss in the toy shop and the boss straight away is like, this fucking guy knows about toys. <laughs> this boss guy, mm. the actor, yeah. what's he from? Sopranos. Oh, okay. Is he in other stuff? He is. He's in loads of fucking... Yeah. I'm pretty sure... He's, he, God, he might even be in Goodfellas. Hang on a second. Let me let me check. He's in Billion Dollar Movie as well. I think that might be what I recognise him from the most. Like, I think it is, yeah. <laughs> I spent a billion dollars on this. This piece of shit. I'm going to rip off their fucking heads. He's in Malcolm in the Middle. He's in Sopranos. Billion Dollar Movie. He's in Independence Day. Greatest Story Ever Told. Okay. Uh, Lost Highway with David Lynch. So yeah, I think those are the kind of the, the main ones. Sopranos is the one that I thought you would have known him for. He's, he's kind of one of those guys who always gets cast as a scary wise guy. And mm. he actually got, he got booed off the Sopranos. He's going to be a much bigger character, but apparently he was a nightmare to deal with on set. Like he kept like doing his own lines and like, I think my character should do this instead. Like, what the fuck, man? You're not acts like you know i don't really remember him in sopranos maybe i need to take another watch of sopranos you know the start of the season where all like a lot of the old boys get released from jail like a lot of the old kind of client the guys from the 80s and he's one of the guys who tony is like he's going to be trouble so he arranges for his parole officer to come and arrest him because he's got like tvs he does like all these jobs against his will yeah but he's he's pretty intense and he's like, you want to fucking show to me you can do toys? You go and you, you dance on this fucking piano right now. I want you to fucking dance till your shoes fill with blood, you fucking son of a bitch. I want to taste it. And he does. He goes, (laughs) You can play piano, can't you? Not very well, but, you know, I know my way around those keys a little bit. You know a way around the the tinkly ivories? Yeah. How would you do on a big, like... Big piano. I was going to say something better than a big piano, but that is what, it's a big piano. How would you do on a big piano that can only be operated by your feet? There's no special word for it, Kevin. It's a big piano. It (laughs) is. It's a big old fucking piano. I was going to say, oh, it's a grand piano, but that's a different thing as well, isn't it? Well, like, you know, is that one a of grand Irish old things? piano? <laughs> it's grand. I I don't know. I think I'd be more suited to a big guitar. 
Okay. <laughs> that you play with your feet, like jumping up and down on it. Like, yeah, you know. I, well, I'd stand on like a, a chord shape and then I'd get someone else. It'd be like Twister. You'd have to lie down over several different strings and then someone else would have to strum. And then you're like lying on it and it's like, oh, my chest and torso are bleeding. They'll callous up. Swished. Stop it. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. You want to play proper guitar like a pro? I think playing the big old piano would be genuinely very difficult. So I'm quite impressed by how they managed to string together a couple of songs there. Well, apparently this originally was going to be done by hired dancers. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Hmm. I'm obsessed with this guy. Like, he's because he's such a fucking psychopath. He comes across in these movies. But apparently, he got wind that they were going to have dancers do it for them. And he went up to Tom Hanks. He's like, "Can you fucking believe they're gonna have these fucking <laughs> Pythons come in here? Our fucking dance. We're gonna fucking do it." And the two of them, they did it in one take. Hmm. Apparently, they just said it. They're like, "Yo, fucking roll it." Bam, bam, bam. Professionals. They did madly. They did fucking chopsticks. No fucking complaints, no second takes. Take your fucking dancers and take them back to the dance hall, yeah? See, I think that is actually fantastic. Because, I mean, it, it's them doing it. You can see that. But also, it's, it's not perfect. No, it's a but bit it's shaky. just perfect enough. But that's like... natural. That's what would happen. You know, even if they're great pianists, they're not going to be able to play it with their feet. And Now, this scene, this sequence, this whole thing, and I'm not dicking around or joking here, is genuinely really great, enjoyable, and fun and just lovely to watch. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like we should like we should always have a moment mm. in the podcast. Like yeah, like I should have broke your thumbs. Where conceivably you could have ended it there, and people would have felt yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, they feel like some element of resolution. Yeah. Can you imagine the dicks who come to FAO Schwartz to do that now? Oh, there's gonna be loads of them, isn't there? Yeah, like go the way, children. I want to do the dance from the paedophile movie. <laughs> <laughs> Grow up, yeah. yeah. Oh, is it still there? The big piano. When I, as far as I know, it is. I think when yeah. I was there, I it was one of those things that I was told you can go there, but there's so many people are going to want to do that. Like you won't get to. You will. Your hour is better spent looking at the cool toys in the toy yeah, shop. Yeah, rather than queuing to play on the piano. Yeah, because it's like Hamleys and that. There's loads of people going. Wah! It's quite accurate how they're here, where they go around to play with loads of the toys. It's like, mm. it's great. Like I did feel like, as I said, a kid in some some sort of store when I was there. It was fabulous. Mm. And it goes well from because he gets bumped up to VP. Of product development, yeah. An ambitious young man right there, yeah. Sam. He gets a sweet office. He gets to play with toys as his job. And at what point do we stop wishing well for this young man and start resenting his easy path to the top? He didn't have to struggle through the fucking long, dark 20s. He didn't have to do any of the shit. It was just, oh, fucking stickball and teacher's blouses. And now it's fucking... <laughs> VP of product development. He didn't even go to fucking school. We're feeling a lot like Home Alone Dad here. I mean, they were like, where did this guy come from? What's his deal? He didn't have to yeah. work hard. Who is he? What's going on? Ah. What's, his, what's his MO, you know? Yeah. How many big toy companies secretly use 12-year-olds trapped in 30-year-old men's bodies to keep their ideas fresh? All of them. Like, I think if you go to Mattel or Hasbro, and behind the closed door, there's going to be weird goblin people, like in Akira, I think, just sitting there kind of going, mm, you should make more brat stalls. <laughs> blum, 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 blum. You know, something like that. I don't, I don't think there's something suspicious there. Mm. Josh rips apart the world's worst Dragon's Den presentation. <laughs> he rips it to shreds. These build bots, I am Team Josh all the way. These things fucking suck. It's a building and a robot. I mean... It's a shit presentation, isn't it? If I was Duncan Bannatyne here, I'd be oot, you know. 
I'm not investing. I'm not. I'm not. I'm out. Like I'm. I'm straight out with this. Like you know. Like Josh is quite fairly saying why. Why is that fun that it's a building? It does take more of a Tio Batista line of questioning than a Duncan. <laughs> You know, that <laughs> unquestionably Duncan is out. And I think Duncan will be out in that really aggressive way that he is, where he's like, "I'm out," and so is Deborah. She's like, "But I haven't." No, you you are. Yeah. I say, you know, Duncan, you're not coming back for season seventeen if you keep it up. And where is he now? <laughs> where is he now? Probably in a fine Bannatines establishment. But he does. He goes for the tear of feet. It's like he said nothing the whole time. Then he's like, "You're a great guy, and you 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 know, you know your stuff." But why is it fun you know what's the kid gonna want to do with a building that cuts deepest doesn't it what would a kid want to do with a building like honestly if you had a building toy as a kid would you play with it no not playing with a building boring what am i i might as well get lego technic or some shit like yeah but where's josh's pitch of a robot that turns into a bug he invents beast wars sam he invents beast wars and everyone goes like, holy shit, yeah, that's a great idea. And a Beast Wars, by the way, even though it, I think it would have been just, maybe either just after your time or peak your time. Yeah. Say what you will about Beast Wars, but Beast Wars provided a much needed second jump of energy for the Transformers franchise to stay relevant and keep making those toys until the people who liked them originally in the 80s were old enough to keep buying them in their 30s. Mm. So that is a cornerstone of the beloved Transformers franchise and again it's a very industrious young man isn't he mm. isn't it well for some isn't it yeah gets a new apartment new digs and I think in Billy's parents must be degenerates because he's just here all the time hanging out with this fucking man yeah I think he says like oh just say I'm at basketball or something and I'm like that's not gonna hold for that long that you just keep going to New York he went back himself that first night didn't he yeah yeah, because he was like, oh, I have to go home now because it's my parents. And there's like out into the, where the arguments were at the prostitutes on his own. Yeah. Billy's going to be fu- he's gonna be lucky to make it to 30 with the way he's going. This devil make This is like kind of at the end of Stand By Me. Like, uh, Billy was died in 24 years old. He was in a, a bar fight in New York City. <laughs> he was just trying to get home to basketball. So when Josh kind of rips apart Home Alone Dad, I can't remember his name. It's like Paul or something. I think it's Paul. James, James. He rips apart his presentation. And afterwards, I realised that this guy is basically Frank Grimes <laughs> and Josh is Homer Simpson here, just wandering mm. in, just going, put, make them into a bug. He just says bugs and everyone goes fucking crazy. Childlike innocence will always win out. Like, will. Absolutely. That's what this movie's main thrust is. It's that the intangible it factor that makes this child irresistible to adults in all walks of life, be they romantic and otherwise, is his childlike innocence, mm. which at the start is like, yeah, yeah, I cool yeah i get that but then we get to the big corpo bash and susan's hitting on him sam and it's kind of awkward yeah it's it's not it's not great i mean john lovitz is there saying smell my neck to a lady i just want to make sure that's on the record here that his his line is smell my neck but he got a smelly neck do you reckon (laughs) smell my neck oh that's that's gross yeah i know what do you think that is like should i go to a doctor or something run that neck under a hot tap yeah it's what you should do well i i you know what i i kind of understand um susan getting a bit flirtatious here because josh shows up in such a cool suit yeah he's dressed like a ringmaster from heaven and it's it's great you know i i love it i john love it you saw someone with the actual soul and mind of a 13 year old just dressed up nice that's your line then that's it is it no well it's, <laughs> no, it's fine it's fine it's just all right jesus like. christ all right no what i'm saying he's asking for his wife is that what you're no, saying no, like? no 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 it's not about what he's wearing it's the look if we take it as read that he is 
in her estimation, an adult, right? <laughs> then it is quite brave to wear a suit like that. <laughs> And th- that bravery might be appealing. Sam, you really sound like, you know, like... Your Honour. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> say, you sound like the long shot, really good lawyer who's doing this case pro bono. You know, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard all manner of evidence here today, but I want to ask you something. In the eyes of this woman, <laughs> he was no more than a 30-year-old man. No, it's good. It's very, very convincing. Very convincing. It's he what, eats what it baby is. corn like big corn. And that's a very funny, solid gag. It's also a terrible way to eat corn, objectively. Oh, it's terrible, but... He hates beluga caviar and eats corn like a twerp. This kid is, cooking-wise, is a savage. Him being grossed out by caviar is the thing that makes... Well, it's probably not the the thing, but, like, from that, she goes, Hey, you want to get out of here? I'm like... That's what it takes just to be like, this caviar is disgusting. I'm spitting it out everywhere. But I think it's it's something to do with the, the level of confidence. The level of just not caring. So you think it's the shame, the lack of shame? I think the lack of shame is, is appealing. I'm trying to figure out why she... This whole time, though, this whole day, right, it's, it feels really weird and awkward because it's like she feels like it's her directive and she has to seduce him, right? But she looks like she's having a miserable time the whole way where she's literally like at the point where he spit at the caviar, she's like, fuck it, let's just go and, you know, we'll go Wait, on the limo. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is, is she deliberately trying to seduce him for some special reason yeah because i think she wants to figure out because her, her and james are like where is he come right. from is he come from mattel is he come from big toy like you know this is like a fact-finding mission at first it's a fact-finding seduction yes right okay that but makes it's definitely sense. a seduction the end game of which is facts and it's been established that she will at least consider sleeping with him because he kind of says it does come out it's kind of like oh you know i, I do want to sleep with you and what i didn't but she's very she, she doesn't want to do it like i think in her mind she'd be more comfortable if james was seducing this child mm. and he'd be rubbish at it as well let's be honest he'd be absolutely rubbish yeah i i didn't get that the first time that like she was doing it just to kind of figure this guy out i thought she like suddenly that night just decided hey this guy's all right. Something about this guy like that. Something about is, him uh, spitting out that caviar. Irresistible it is was. irresistible. Yeah, now I kind of get what happened here. What gets her, what makes her start to smile, and I think this is a great universal, like, leveler. Everyone loves trampampoline. Everyone loves <laughs> Everyone loves to go for a good tramping, you know? Yeah. I've not been trampolining, like, properly. I've been on a trampoline, but I've not yeah. ever been on, like, a big, proper... I was going to say Olympic-sized trampoline, like, if this has, that's, like, a unit of measurement. <laughs> but that's a professional trampoline right there. And they get the double bounce going on there, and yeah. they look like they're having... Like, that's when she loosens up, and she's like, you know what, actually... Genuinely having a blast. I think I will seduce him, like, irrespective of the fact-finding mission. This is a legitimately good time. Mm. Everyone loves a good bank, so. Yeah, they do. Can I can I point out one genuine gag in this slightly, uh, I mean, pretty uncomfortable situation? Yeah. That is about the situation, but I did mm-hmm. actually chuckle at. The bit where he, he says, oh, like, sleep over. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. He's like, well, but I get to be on top or something like that. Yeah, because he wants to be on the top bunk, Sam, but in his Pepsi pads. But, but also banging is, then that's how the joke works. And I'm like... And I laughed at it, and then I was like, oh, what? No. 
I don't, I don't want to laugh at what this means. I, I didn't want to laugh too much either because I stand before you like a 30-year-old man, which is recent as five years ago, had to use the phrase, do you want to sleep over? To, to, to a similar scenario, like, you know. I'm not the body of a... I'm getting looks over here. Joe, I'm not the body of a 13... I'm, a, I'm an actual 30-year-old. I am not a 13-year-old boy trapped in the body of a 13-year-old. That's the really weird thing about being 30 now. Is I think a lot of people are going to be like, you're looking in to see if I'm actually a 13-year-old soul trapped in it. I'm a legitimate 30-year-old. I'm not All one right. of these poser 30-year-olds like Tom Hanks here, okay? Now, Josh has got a Pepsi vending machine. Big Pepsi pad. In his house, with flat. That would have been the dream for me a few years ago, but... Would you want it specifically in a vending machine that you could press the button for? I think that would be cool. Yeah? It, the, the, yeah. The crunk is a nice sound, isn't it? The crunk is nice. It's basically a big fridge. It is, yeah. Exclusively for Pepsi. I like the look of it. It looks cool. We've had a few movies that are just like advertised Pepsi. Oh yeah, Pepsi is like, we're, we're big it. on their branding. I think Coke yeah. thought they were too good for it, but Pepsi are like, no, we're, we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like, you know. If you want, when he opens up his pants and he looks at his man cock, we can, we can put a can of Pepsi in there if you want, guys. We're, we're cool with that. We're, we'll go with it. Whatever. Whatever, whatever you want, Spielberg. You know, and after the tr- trampampoline bouncing, they do have a, a genuine sleepover. Yeah, it's sweet, and it's kind of sweet. And you know, she's given off certain signals, and he's because he's a child misinterpreted them. And then the night ends, and that's it. And I thought, oh, oh, wait a minute! Everyone said that there was some something I should be worried about here. If that's it, I'm fine with that because, like, she obviously doesn't know who he truly is. Yeah, and he's you know got the wrong end of the stick. So you're saying this is the I should have broke your thumbs part of the movie. You could have just ended I, it there. It's like, oh, yeah, don't worry, he'll be fine. I thought this was the thing that people were worried about. And oh, I was like, oh, that's Sam. fine. That's totally fine. Like, she said a few things that were, like, flirtatious, and she, you know, implied that she might want to sleep with him. But he didn't, and he they just had a night's sleepover. That's great. I thought, it's fine. Oh, we're all okay. What it's was everyone okay. so, so worried about? It's fine. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. <laughs> After her experience, she's become more childlike. She, she fiddles sticking with James. Yeah, yeah. The radio, trying to play fun music. He's like, no, we're, we, we can no only play fun. the score, not the soundtrack. James as well becomes more childlike because he's like, I want to play you in squash, which is mm. the most childlike game there is, isn't it? It's just adult pong with real... With, with with real things. Have you ever played of, squash? I have. I have actually. No, I've not played squash. I played handball, which is like squash, but Ugh. with a special hand mitt thing. So right. I've never played squash. I, I still don't quite get it. It's what Frasier plays. Oh, well, there we go. I'm not going to lie to you. The reason I did handball, I think, mm. is I did it for like one week as a kid. It was like, handball? What's that? It's like squash, Kevin. Squash? And I thought, ooh, yum. Kiora. Like, yeah, you know. yeah. It's maybe too orangey for crows, but I ain't no crow, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, it was not fun. It was very little like squash. It was more like a sport, mm. which I didn't like. But this whole bit here where James is like, you know, he starts off, he's kicking his ass, and then Josh gets the rules, and he starts, you know, one-upping him, using, you know, the boy knows how to use this adult body machinery quite efficiently. Yeah. You know, he's, he's slipped into the skin quite, quite well. He's time-jumped very, very well into this uh, new form. Mm. And then he starts beating him, and then James has to resort to the, you know, ass. That was never out. It was so out. But it was in. This was a perfect fruit shoot from Robinson's moment right here. Where <laughs> they could have been the bigger boys and then, yeah, it is. Fruit yeah. shoot from Robinson's. New thinking. New drinking. And that's why our generation 
learned right from wrong, isn't it? That's why we're all right and not horrible at all. Yes, but we're this perfect. is before that, and the only example you had to go on was John McEnroe. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me! <laughs> Bullshit, man! Yeah, so they have an actual scuffle over squash. They have a squash scuffle. Proper squash yeah. scuffle, which is so embarrassing that Susan hits Operation Dumbo Drop on James. <laughs> Your ass is dumped, James. Get out of here. <laughs> out of here, Dumbo. Yeah, she does a little cheek kiss on Josh, and she does a big. D- <laughs> she does a big dump. <laughs> He's a big dump, mate. James He's is a, a big, big dump. smelly he, dump. He gets ditched. He's out of here. See you See later, you later. Dick bag. Bye. And why does she like him? Because. He's a grown-up. I tell you, he, he's more of a grown-up than some of these adults, isn't he? I'm pretty sure I can imagine several instances. Partic- I don't like particularly of, of teachers with students, but that's you would be shocked how common that is. Like That is like, honestly, in the, the few years I was teaching, I heard so many stories. And I was like, really? Like oh, It happens. It, it's happened so often. And there was that big case, wasn't there, where the guy, it was a few years ago, a guy in, like was at Brighton or somewhere, and he kidnapped a kid and took him to France. And he was like, she's she's so grown up. It's like, she's 14! Like, yeah. They, they're grown up, or more grown up than you'll ever know, is the last and worst, and often used as first line of defence, of paedophiles, Susan. Fucking disgusting. Look, right, in Susan's defence, and I'd, I'd say that a lot lightly. Of, a lot of big words your honour heard from uh, <laughs> Prosecutor Mr. Mahan over here, and I didn't go to no fancy Irish school. <laughs> I'm a simple, down-to-earth, Nottingham man like the rest of you. To play the devil's avocado here, she yeah. she does not know. And he is ostensibly an adult, right? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. He's... Uh, <laughs> you know, know what? I, I don't, I don't I'm know why go, I'm doing this. I don't know you why don't I'm need to. Because to... I'm going to come in with fucking O.J. Simpson rhymes, yeah? yeah? If he's actually 13, then she is mean. Okay, she yeah. done the crime. You're gonna do the time. You know, I can't think of any more rhymes, but she's done wrong, Sam. Okay. Yeah, she has. I agree. But oh, this would have been so much worse if they made him into a woman, like they said they were going to. It would have been yeah, that would so, have been a whole other so much worse. It would have been so fucking weird. So he goes on a birthday dinner. He goes on a yes. birthday dinner date with Billy. Yes. Now. This is a film where they fucking sing happy birthday, and this is before the whole copyright thing got sorted out. Yeah. They must have had to pay the copyright on the song Happy Birthday. Yeah, seriously. That's why, like, Films when... don't do that. <laughs> it's way too expensive. Yeah. Uh, like, that. that's why, like, this whole, he's a jolly good fella, would always be in films. He'd be like, no, what, they'd be singing Happy Birthday, like a normal bunch of people. But they never did in films or TV shows, because no. you have to pay a bit of extra moolah. I just kind of play it on the day. Now, anytime it comes to my birthday, I just have people go, in the town where I was born was a birthday boy is 31 31 you know it's easy yeah you go for a much cheaper song (laughs) a much cheaper song i can't get no birthday wishes (laughs) he gets a pizza clown for his birthday which is equal parts fun and unhygienic yes but he it's, puts it in his fucking mouth, Sam. Gross. It's nice that he has a nice birthday, though. And I'm telling you, Poppy's getting sloppy here. I don't like it. It's gross. So it, does he turn 13 at this point? He's either 13 going on 30. Whoa! Watch out, Josh. Don't blow out those candles. You'll wake up as Jennifer Garner. You mm. know? Which is a matter of fact, right? I'm going to say, right, 13 going on 30 in 2008... Mm. 
didn't fare much better in terms of this. Like, it's okay, okay showing someone with the mind of a thirteen-year-old a big, massive willy. Yes, because she can just giggle and it'll be okay. It's all right. I've not seen that film. The Harvey Weinstein production. That one there. So, of course, uh, of course, it was. Give yourself a big raise there, you fucking freak. <laughs> <laughs> so he was 12, he now turns 13. Going on 30, I think. Going yeah. on 30. <laughs> but no, he's going to be 30 forever, so every day is just going to be like... So a, that's his 30th th- birthday again. Oh, I wish I could be 30 every day. And I get some gifts that are partly responsible. Oh, I wish I could turn 30 every day. Oh, my mom offered to pay towards a dishwasher. Yeah, it's great times here, turn 30. Uh, He learns the important role of growing up. He ditches his friend, Billy, for his cool new girlfriend. Mm. That's a Pepsi Max moment right there. We had the fruit shoots moment. Now it's a Pepsi Max moment. He's got to hang out with some hot celebs instead of his mates. You know what I always say, Kevin? It's mates before dates, all right? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's there's mates before dates. Except after C. Blokes before Cokes. And chums before wine gums. Those are the three <laughs> models that we live your life by, you know? And uh, look at us now. <laughs> They're going on a little date to the fair. It's a bit awkward, this one, thought, isn't it? Oh, maybe, maybe Zoltar will be there. He is there. Oh, he Zoltar. Is there. Zoltar is everywhere. Zoltar, mm. Zoltar hears all and says all. Yeah. And, and then she goes, I've never gone out with someone like you. Yeah. Because she's a child. When they have people before, it's not like going to get you a fucking life sentence uh, in prison, like, you know? No. They have a little dance. Oh, yeah, this is the bit. This is the bit now, isn't it? Like, they have a bit of a dance. Now it starts to get not okay. Yeah. They do a little dance, make a little love, get down tonight. Get really upset about the plot of this film. (laughs) He wants the light on, which is the kinkiest thing you can do in 1988, apparently. Yeah, I mean, so they, they have a little kiss during the dance. And he he says, like, I've got something to tell you. Like, was he actually going to tell her the truth here? Yes, 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 because and then when he, he has kiss. the birthday, it's very like it's very much like he knows that it, this is a bit fucked up now, and he's slipping into yeah. this adult life because he's got the promotion, and you know he he could easily just slip in like this pair of shoes. Tom Hanks, great in any role, even being a thirty year old when he's actually thirteen, he could just continue living this life. And I think he wants to be honest with her because he likes her because that's what a top bloke Tom Hanks is. Yeah. Now the scene where they are back at hers. Yeah. And. There's some undressing. There is, and there's some touching. And some touching. Extended touching. I'm not sure if I got some sort of special DVD where it felt like it went on forever. No, it, it stuck on that for quite a fucking while. Like, it was on it so long, Sam, I thought it was going to go to fucking Comic Sans and be like, millennia ago, many <laughs> children toth- touched the breasts of older women. It's properly uncomfortable, isn't it? I don't think this is like my millennial brain making up that something is problematic nowadays. It genuinely is like, this is not... And I don't mean to say that that's not a good position, because no, it is. No, honestly, but it's like, I'm it's 100%. It is, it's so uncomfortable, and I'm 100% on your side. And the reason, uh, part of me was like, you know what, I'm going to try and take it from both sides and be kind of like, no, you know, let's give it a chance. It was a product of the time. Da, da, da. You know what, Anytime you call out something like this and go, it feels a bit weird watching it now, someone is going to rush to our offence and make sure they tell us why it's not offensive. And I await with glee to find out the people (laughs) 
who have tapped us out with a massive erection telling me how this is all right. <laughs> I come on, let's come go on then. Go have a go. I fucking dare you. I double dog dare you. If you watch this scene and you think properly about what is happening, literally, and you don't feel uncomfortable, I think that's pretty bad. Tom Hanks, he's like the rug that times the room together, Sam, okay? He's mm. a treasure and he, he works in any situation and he can make you overlook the fact that, hang on, all this furniture's imagined. Hang on, I think maybe that something very wrong is going over there with that lamp. It's not the right age. But he's not strong enough to hide this, even with several layers of straight up Hanks. You mm. can't hide this away. Imagine no. if imagine if Gary Busey was in this movie. This scene with <laughs> Gary Busey touching that woman's breast for over a minute. <laughs> I would have called the police on Gary Busey. I would I would have had the phone dialed. Yeah. Now, I'd like to report a historic offence. <laughs> during that scene and that sequence, it's it's not played for yucks as we've seen before. It's not like this is funny. It's played for nice. It's played for, like, romance. The, the it is. score underneath is, like, a nice, gentle piano thing. It's like, this is a really romantic moment. And it's... it. It's not, is it? It can't... That's not... God bless Penny Marshall, the director, who genuinely tried to make this sweet and tender. But there was, I don't think it's just not possible. You know, it's, just, it's weird. After that, after the extended breast touching, we, we do a fucking... It's a quick cut to Josh, all fucking happy about it. Springing his step like, da, you da, know. Da, 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 da. I'll have That's some black it, yeah. coffee. And I just wrote down here, fuck's sake, he's all happy about it. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm sure, you know, 13-year-olds having sex for their first time, I'm sure they ha- they do a great job as well. <laughs> Let's not think about this in too much detail, but how well could that have gone? Like, I don't think... I just don't think that would have been an enjoyable situation for either of them. You know what? It's you know what it is. He's got he's got <sighs> he's got that charm Tom has in this movie. It's just what he does. It's the same way he got that job. You know, it's the same way. He got caught up in the moment. No one really checked his references. <laughs> no one made it. No one did any calls. And before you know it, he's he's having his black coffee. He even helps a boy at a party with his algebra. He's done one banging, and now he's a big grown-up. Proper grown-up here. Proper grown-up. He's really, like, trying so hard to be an actual grown-up. There's nothing more grown-up than algebra, I'll tell you that much, you know? And if anyone wants help with their algebra, I will, like, you know, you know, I I do love algebra. If there's, like, you're just, like, walking around in your house and say, oh, I can't get to the fridge because there's, like, algebra in the way, I'll give it a solid go, like. I think, like, at this point, when he's trying to be more grown-up, I'm like, okay, this is where it's all gonna go horribly wrong. Like, the fact that he wants to be a grown-up, I can already feel like this is where the plot's going to go from here. Because he didn't even think when he was like wanting to be grown up, he wasn't even like, oh, I didn't know I could have sex as well, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know he's been like weirdly corrupted by that. I Do you think know. when he comes back after the end of this ordeal, he's going to be like the kids, you know, after summer break, he's come back and it's like, oh, what are you doing? Like, well, you know, I kissed my cousin. And someone else is like, well, I saw, you know, my aunt's boobs. And he's like, well, I transplanted into the body of a 30-year-old and had sex with a grown woman. She's a pedophile and doesn't even know it. I'm a child again. Boom! Yeah, uh, I don't... Yeah, well... He'd be picked first for sports, wouldn't he? We can come back to this later, because I'm going to talk about this at the end of the film. But I want to know what happens in the immediate aftermath of this film. Like, there's not enough of that, and I need to know, and we can discuss that, because I just... I don't understand. So, the documents are 
arrive that he's after to find Zoltar, mm. and at the same time, he is slipping further and further into adult world. He's going to get a big pitch now to pitch to the head of the company his own toy design. He gets a whole new blank slate to pitch, and he, once again, he's like Jesus with the tall chairs and passion here he is. He invents Telltale games. Yeah. He does, yeah. He and gets he even gets the pricing structure pretty much, like, eighteen ninety five dollars wise It's pretty much how they work out, usually, you know? Yeah. He, he Ahead of his time. Uh, interactive, choose-your-own-adventure storytelling. That gives the illusion of gameplay. Yeah. <laughs> You're just watching stuff happen. Yeah, but you can play your favourite choices as many yeah. times as you like. Yeah. Billy is pretty much sick of his shit at this point. Mm. And, like, Billy, he's, like, upset that he thinks he wants to remain an adult. At the same time, Josh is getting really confused because Susan's like... What is this? He's like, uh, what, what do you mean, what is this? And she's like, this? Is this an affair? Or what is this? He doesn't understand all this relationship talk. And it's a point where everyone turned around and said, like, more like 30 going on 13, you know what I'm saying? Well, it would be a boy again. He'd do all his relationship problems. I love when Billy kind of marches into his office and Josh is just like, uh, 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 sorry, just uh, just on a call here. Can you just give it, can you just come back at lunch? Like, you know what he is? He's he's like Arnie in Jingle, isn't he? He is. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're my favorite client. Come on, you haven't got any clients, Josh. <laughs> Fucking liar. Who's he talking to on the phone? <laughs> it's a toy phone. It's not a real phone. <laughs> It's full of candy, like, it's not even wires in here. So he goes on for a little bit of an epiphany journey. Yeah. He, he has the big moments. Oh, you throw the thermal pod. That's how you melt the wizards. Mm. Oh. Oh, and I then want he, to be a child. He hangs around some schools and playgrounds. <laughs> yeah, and that's all right, because he's a child. This is one of those situations where, actually, what he's doing is okay, because he is a child. That's it, right? We have to be careful and not say this is sweet, because someone's going to come at us and say, well, this movie's okay. And going to go, well, what about when he hung around all those playgrounds then? You didn't call that out. It's like, no, Yes. Okay. Different. <laughs> but if anyone called the police or a concerned citizen alerted the the supervisors or whatever, they'd be yeah. in their right to do so. And then it should have been cleared up. Where are the police? Where, he went where, back to his old school. Like he's the, who is this big man who's appeared with, his, with, his, with his big coat, just watching the kids be kids. <sighs> but he, he he starts to miss childhood, doesn't he? He misses his friends, he misses school, he misses his old life, he misses his family. He misses his wizard. He misses <laughs> he misses the wizard. And he tries to explain this to Susan by saying that he, he finally com- confesses. He's like, I got another confession to make. I'm a child. <laughs> <laughs> He says that he misses his family and he wants to go home. And she's like, I knew you were married. And like, it must have been something. But he's like, no, no, no. I am a child. I have a family. He literally I want says, to go back I to am them. a child, Susan. Yeah. And she's like, well, that like all the men in my bloody life. Am I and right? Like, I'm, I'm 13. Who isn't? Many, many people, Susan. <laughs> Anyone not age 13, that's who. But this conversation is a bit heartbreaking because it, it, it's very reminiscent of the the time when he tried to convince his mum that he was himself and he was still a child mm. and he doesn't get believed and it happens again like he, he even though he's being very clear about what he is he won't be believed because he's in this adult body if only she could tap into some of that childlike innocence that she has leached off of his life force to see it from yeah. his point of view She's got no chill at all. No, no time to entertain the fact that she's a sex offender now. No, or that she, she doesn't made... listen to it. She just kind of ignores it. In fairness, if you were in Susan's situation, you would be like, nope, 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 no. Come no. on, no, no, you're, no. You're a 30-year-old man having some sort of breakdown or crisis of confidence here. That's all that's happening. We're okay. Again, this is a scene with the right music and distortion. You can make this an absolute chilling. nightmare. Fucking chilling. chilling. Yeah. To the bone. Mom and Billy are having a chat as well 
little kind of going, oh, have you seen him? No, guess not. And then so Billy just decides, right, I'm going back to fucking New York again. To see your <laughs> child. Billy's rubbish. And like that poor mother that they've broken her heart mm. is what it is. But Billy's got the, the, the thing he sent off for in the post that would tell George where Zoltar was. Yeah, he's got the docks. Yeah. You know what? The docks. He's got the docks. He brings the docks to Josh, lays it on the table, says, there you go. And this is before the big pitch meeting. And Josh just does this kind of like, he gets a message from his secretary or something saying like, oh, we're ready for you now. And he's like, okay. And Billy's like, right, fuck you, mate. There you go. I'm out. If you're not going to help yourself. He's a proper adult suit now as well. Double-breasted boy. Like, yeah. He hasn't got like a silly hodgepodge suit. We haven't talked about the cobbled together shit suits and how they slowly get better and better. And that's the funny thing is actually, if you look style-wise, his adult grown-up, that's a proper suit for a VP of product development, yeah. actually looks sillier now and less in fashion than some of his cobbled together quite frankly Wes cool. Anderson-esque suits <laughs> like you know although I like how the costume transition from childish man boy to actual actual inverted commas man happens and that is a nice thing about the movie it does it does show mm. how easy it is particularly if you're caught in like kind of in, you know in, in the routine or the rat race or whatever and you become career focused mm. it shows you how easy or how conditioned we kind of are to to slip into that and how easy it yeah. is to lose your you know, he's surrounded by all these adults who've lost touch with with their their inner child and he's an actual child there's actually a child inside him yeah and even he does and that shows you he needs to dig that child out of him and excavate him before it's too late which i think at this point during the meeting during the pitch meeting where he's saying oh it's a comic book but you can choose which ones he just thinks fuck this shit <laughs> i'm out of here yeah i'm going back to being a kid again i don't want to be it's a rubbish product to these jerks screw it james is so bad that he will give up the opportunity to be 30 and yeah i I think a month being 30 is probably long enough to make you want to be 13 at the end i will say i've been 30 for five months now yeah you you want to go back no no no. i'm still la 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 la. i'm loving it i'm still i'm still i'm still loving it I do. Yep. I don't want to go back and be 13, no. Okay. I, I think that's... Even if Zoltar offered me that, I'd be like, can you make me say 30 forever? Maybe. Yeah. 13? No. Mm, no. I've watched Freaky Friday. It doesn't work well the other way, because... I don't want to be out of touch, you know? And also, as well, I will say, right, legitimately, and you got to agree mm. with me on this one, being 13, na- as hard as being 13 is... Oh, it must be awful now. Can you imagine? You had to start here, like, oh, it's so stressful being a 13-year-old. Oh, how many games of stickball am I going to play? Fucking social media, mate? Yeah, All the yeah, fucking... No, fuck oh, that. no way. Fuck being 13. Back when I was being cyberbullied, the cyberbullies had to know a bit of HTML in order to cyberbully me. But now, it's all done for them. You know? Yeah, that's plug-and-play hatred. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know? It must be, a, um, being sincere here, a fucking nightmare to be a teenager in this day and age. I, I will tell you, from from my experience, that like, not, not that I've been 13 no, you've talk, now, like, but I've talked it. It yeah. is. It sucks. It yeah. absolutely sucks. You Fuck know that shit. I don't want to go back to that. So Josh finds Zoltar, mm-hmm. and uh, he wishes. And Susan kind of comes to have a bit of a face to face, and he's like, "Well, there's a million reasons for me to go back, like, and only one reason for me to stay." And she's kind of, like, you know, you want to be a man? A little, do you want to be a man? Yeah, I, this. Don't tempt me, Susan. <laughs> so he what josh wants is for her to go back to being a kid again too i think that's what he's saying like she should go to zoltar and be like i want to be I, 
does she have to go and say, I wish I were little? <laughs> like, is that how it works? I, I don't know. Like, it, it's, don't know. Zoltar works in mysterious ways. Yeah. I'd be careful. She'd probably wake up 60 otherwise. You never know. Like, And at this point, she understands. She believes him. She presumably feels a bit sick. and But then she says this like, oh, who knows? Maybe in 10, ten years. years. No, Susan, stop it. When you're 23 and no. she's like... I mean, let's say she's 30 or something. Like I 10 years time, you'll still be in prison, Susan, because what you've done is wrong. <laughs> yeah, the whole hold on to my number thing is, is definitely not the right thing to say here. That's No, because she's committing to a 10-year contract there as well, which is like, come on, it's, Susan, you fucking dope. Like, so... You're going to want to upgrade your handset by the turn of the millennium. Come on. I think that bit is like, that's a written joke isn't it but it doesn't really land no it now, kind of especially honestly, not now I, well, even ever <laughs> the know. final act of this aged horribly and i think what it, i mean say for the f- closing show we've got you know a little boy in a man's suit going Wah! that that's great like yeah, anyone I in a big that. suit that's great and his shoes Funny. fall off when he's running yeah. and let alone his heartbroken mother in there who's had to be on tender hooks the whole time. Mm. That That's a lovely closing scene. It's, it's all nice. But I think it's a testament to the first two thirds of this movie and how charming yeah. they still are, mostly. The last third of this movie, like pretty much as soon as they have sex, I'm like, mmm. And it didn't, I didn't get comfy again. I lost my ass groove in this movie at this point. Yes. It's, yeah. It's just, it's not aged well. I think I I sort of I see what they were trying to do, but I feel like they had an opportunity to they they already kind of did the whole thing of like she's being a bit overtly sexual, but he's a child misunderstanding it, and that's it in a way that's funny. And the first time it kind of happens, there's jokes and it's a silly misunderstanding, but it's not horrible, right? Mm. Uh, but then when actual sexual activity happens, it's just like why did they need to? Yeah, you've already teased that? us with this, and it's kind of it's 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 diminishing returns it's less funny like you know, that, and if you look at it as, as a comedy or whatever yeah it, the movie like it peaks with its laughs in the first like middle and then it just kind of slowly peters off and then the awkwardness just overtakes the or gags if you're trying to set up that they have a a bond and a, a relationship and some kind of connection like that i think you could do that with her being enamored with the whole childlike I mean, that is what's happening with her. She's yeah, like, she's enamoured with the childlike nature and the yeah, idea, you know, find your inner child, find that little spark of youth or whatever, and which you'll I guess be irresistible. That situation, given the context, is fine, but I don't, I just, yeah, I don't want to sound too preachy, but like, it's it's yucky, isn't it? The, the actual level of, the fact that they fucking have sex, like, it's just <laughs> weird. It's weird, and it's not okay, and it's Okay, like, two questions about this, right, because number one, this has been weighing on my mind a lot. Yeah. This is this was directed by a woman, which I yes. think definitely influenced the tone of this. Mm-hmm. And all I could say is, could you imagine some of those other less successful, more schlocky body swap movies that came out this I... same year? How they probably handle these situations. I'm not going to go and watch three other movies yeah, right now, but I, I figured even. they probably didn't do as good a job here. Like there was apparently a moment on this during the film when they found out that there was like another, another, another one coming out. Yeah. That apparently Tom Hanks literally sighed, and him and the director were like, "This is going to go straight to video, pretty much at this rate, because it's just like right. there's nothing special about this movie now." But it's all anchored by Tom's performance. But the other thing I was going to ask you is, if you were 13 when you saw it, do you think you would have been like, "Yeah, all right," or do you think it would have been? Ugh? Think about it, like year thirteen would have been what two thousand and like two or three. Yeah. So I think I think that was at a point we knew that pedophilia was bad. <laughs> yeah, I, but I think honestly, 
as a 13 year old, I would probably would have been like, hey, this is all fine. Yeah, like, it's, it's a romp, isn't it? I'm not going to pretend that, like, my 27 year old views, like, I just would have not really, I just had fun with it, you know? I wouldn't really have thought that far into it. Yeah. Maybe. I think it's, uh, it's, it's one of those movies I think, I don't say it's lost to time, but it's certainly been spoiled by time. A little bit. Yeah. Quite a bit. But I don't, I don't want that to take away from the fact that it is, it's a good film, and it's, it is, it's a really and good it's movie, fun and I, and I really enjoyed watching it. And I didn't, I, yeah, I, I was invested in it. I had a good time. There's just a bit of it that is uncomfortable to think about if you think about it enough. And that is why you must return a verdict of not guilty, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. <laughs> thank you very much. I know you will do what's right. Like it's okay, Susan. It's okay. We got to be strong, Susan. We got to be strong. It's a complicated moral puzzle. It is, and it's quite easy just to be like, ah, it's just wrong, though, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, there's fucking. Why am I doing this? But like, there's there's more when you think about what happens. It's like it's confusing. But just the fact of what is happening is fucked up. I don't think any of the characters are necessarily <laughs> in in the wrong the time yeah yeah no one is acting with agency over <laughs> no one has done anything intentionally wrong your honor your honor however what has happened in the film the events that have unfolded are fundamentally bad ladies and gentlemen of the jury oh, mr <laughs> chapman will spin you silky smooth honey laden gossamer lies from his nottingham tapestry of deceit oh. let i mind you that a child has been... I mean, come on here, right? Yeah. No, no. And you know what? I'll tell you what the issue is here, Sam. As soon as... As recent as 2014, they were trying to make a big TV series. And they actually... They made a musical of this in the 90s as well, as far right. as I know. So someone someone on Broadway was like, I'm gonna have sex with oh. this child! <laughs> the... The, like, the, the broad idea of the film is very interesting and very yeah. fun. And lends itself to... I mean... You know, dicking around on the big piano. That's yeah. fun for a musical. Love that. The old boob touching. Less jaunty, you know? I think they would have played a tuba or something while that was happening. <laughs> no, they'd have done a gentle fucking piano ballad because it's so romantic, according to this fucking film. Now, when this film finishes, credits roll. Josh has gone home, right? And he's hanging yeah. out with Billy. Yeah, and he's uh, pick up where they left off. But no, like... What the fuck happens then? Can can we just very briefly touch on... I mentioned this before, but, like, where does the money go that he earned as an adult man? What's oh, happening oh, with his Oh, I know that, I know that. that. That money went in because he used Billy's dad's ID and credit card and all that, so that money would have went dad? into his dad... Yeah, Billy's dad, he's, he, he nicked his wallet at the start. Right. That's how he had the ID and all that stuff. So it was like, oh, we've got someone who's old enough for me to have ID of. I'm pretty sure that's how, that's why they took out cash earlier in the movie. So okay. he's obviously been taking out cash the whole time and paying in cash. Yeah. But yeah, Billy's dad will get a bit of a windfall. And maybe he can use that money to get a fucking babysitter to look after his shitty kids. Yeah. So there's a flat somewhere that needs to be sold. He has to just literally explain to his parents that, no, 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 there was no kidnapper. Or maybe McMillan. he goes along with the kidnapper lie. Who knows? In that case, the police are then chasing some mystery kidnapper who doesn't exist. Which is a waste of police hours, which obviously they're stretched enough that they couldn't Look. even do basic investigation. FAO Schwartz, Sam and McMillan Toys, they're going to be under investigation for breaking child labour laws. Yeah, and they've lost a, a key employee. 
They have. Yeah. That's like they 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 bunked the whole fall lineup. They said it's going to be you. And Susan's got a lot of slack to pick up for. Susan and James. What the fuck's going to go on with them? Where's your mystery man? Well, we saw. There's a lot of you know. Loose Susan can here. tell no one forever. Imagine that she's to live with that for the rest yeah. of her life. But, that's and, but the thing about her that up. is that that's a fucking fascinating story. It you is. can't tell anyone. No. <laughs> like, no, she has to live with that forever. Yeah. Well, Sam, needless to say, you and I may not know anything about romance as defined in 1988, but if you are going to give this bad boy a rating, it's a movie that you seem to have enjoyed yet have been troubled by aspects of it. Yeah. Kind of like I figured you would be, to be honest. I think it's the most accurate I think I've been recently about what I reckon you'll be, your reaction will be. But yeah, what was your final thoughts and Starwipe rating for Big? This is tough because I had a, a good time. I genuinely had a good time watching it, and I feel good about it, but I also feel uncomfortable about bits of it. That's what she said. That's <laughs> what she said in a written statement to the police when she went to prison for having sex with someone with the legal mind, with the actual mind and soul of a 13 year old. This is genuinely tough because it's like, I feel it's somewhere between three and four in terms of Star Wipes. You've got to pick one. Can I? Uh, can I do no half measures? Have I ever done halves? No halves. I have forbidden it because no half measures. All right, I I liked it a Hot lot. Hot Dog Magazine does a new half stars, so we don't either. Okay, I liked it a lot, but it's weird. Three three star wipes. I'm gonna say I'm conflicted, but three three star wipes. You heard it here first. Oh, hello! Thanks for listening to another episode of Cinema Swell. This episode was produced by Kevin. It was edited by me, Sam, and the music was also by me. Remember, you can like us over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cinemaswirl. You can follow us on Twitter, that's at cinemaswirl. And if you've got any questions, queries, comments, or other stuff, you can send it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Remember, if you haven't already, to subscribe on iTunes or whichever podcast thing you use. And if you like the show, leave a review. And if you want to help us out, recommend us to a friend. Until next time, thanks for listening. Bye.